0: Hello. Hello and welcome.
1: Welcome back. I'm Latara. I'm Laura. And this is
0: Passions, Passion's podcast. podcast. And hopefully you notice that we've got a new sound. We have gone through four different sound setups. Five trying to figure this out. Yeah. We should have just done this. Yeah. Well, we didn't have the money. That's true. <laughs>
1: yeah. <We didn't> and <laughs> now have we have money. a little bit of money. Um. So we have new microphones and I love it i'm so excited
0: it's so professional in here i can hardly stand it st-
1: i can't stand them i can't stand i can't stand them so uh thank you for bearing with us through these fuck what 45 episodes what episode is this 46 i think this is 46, you know what i 45. was gonna say i don't
0: know but i do know because i put it at the top of my notes oh no i didn't <laughs>
1: well Great.
0: whatever it's one of these 40s I'm, I'm as unprepared as usual so this is already <laughs> off to a good start but
1: just we got to start with a little business today um we are trying out a new format we've been threatening for a while to try out a new format and today we're really good we're really doing it
0: <laughs> yeah you know before we make a change we want to make you aware that the routine is shifting yeah so uh we don't want to hear no booze about it yep um, uh, actually, we do want to know if you like it, if you hate it, yeah, um, yes. if you feel strongly either way, tell us. And if you don't, then we'll we'll stick with what works for us. But we're going to try this one out. We're going to talk about episodes 81, 82, 83, 84, and 85. We're basically doing the whole week uh, recap as opposed to trying to go one episode or two episodes per day.
1: Yeah. And actually, we did this at a perfect time because episode 81 aired on a Monday, so oh. yeah so we we actually are now perfectly in time I did not do that on purpose because I basically was like can we
0: figure out a different way to do this well it was taking over our life yeah like this doing this twice a week and doing it in the format we were doing was taking over all of our time which is great during quarantine when we had nothing, nothing but to time do. and yeah. wanted to find you know a creative way to to spend our days but now that life is starting to pick back up it's just untenable
1: yeah being back to work Five days a week is like, when am I supposed to do this? So, yeah. I watched Passions at work this week. <laughs> but also, we're at the right time of year. Yeah, it's perfect. We have hit Halloween in in harmony. Yeah, and now it's October. We have done this so well. This is
0: serendipitous. It is. Yeah, I think that fate is telling us we've made the right move. It's fate. It's destiny. It's destiny just like
1: teresa and ethan what is it fail complete uh, a fail complete <laughs> oh lord all right so we're going to talk about episodes 81 through 85 also you may notice that our we're moving to mondays we, we are now coming out on mondays <laughs> just so you know uh so let's get started you ready to get started
0: let's do this let's see how this goes i think it's going to go great okay all right we actually like had a meeting this is, like, we are going into full production mode. Yeah, like, like we had a we, meeting to do this. Like, we planned things out, kind I kind of. I kind of love it.
1: Well, and also, we used to watch the episodes together and then immediately record afterwards. But we had to just watch five episodes separately this week. And then we came together now on Saturday to talk about it. And I think that's going to make it a little bit more interesting, too, because a lot of times we say things to each other during yeah. the
0: watching and then don't say it on the podcast. And I was like, I have to say this to Laura. <laughs> yeah, no, I had the same thing. I was basically writing to myself in my notes the way that I would talk to you. Yeah, me too. I was <laughs> me like, too. And then Luis says this. Oh, no, he doesn't. Oh, my God. What? You know, like yeah. my notes are crazy. So let's talk about it.
1: All right. So. We last left off in harmony with Teresa making a romantic dinner for herself and Ethan, because Ethan had asked her to make a romantic dinner. Remember, she thought he wanted to do something romantic for her by having her make a dinner for him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so that would only work on like a 16 year old girl. Like, oh, it's so romantic that I'm preparing an evening. Absurd. (laughs) Absurd. All by myself. So Teresa has made this romantic dinner for Ethan,
1: and she, remember he turns around and looks at her. Yeah, because so she, she comes in like, "Is everything great? Is everything okay?" And he says, "It's fine." And then he turns around. And he's like,
0: "Exquisite, exquisite eyes." And Gwen is a cook again Gwen the because she sees the whole thing y'all like she's in the corner and witnesses this travesty poor gwen poor gwen and i know she's gonna do some shit i feel it coming but right now but right now poor but right gwen. now gwen's the
1: victim yeah absolutely <laughs> well actually no one is victimizing her yet though like teresa hasn't really done anything she in her in her mind in her mind but she hasn't really done anything because this wasn't for her it was for gwen Mm. she's just
0: delusional Mm -hmm. (laughs) but anyway so what happens well gwen is pissed and rightfully so so she confronts ethan and uh says to him you never told me that my eyes are exquisite and they fight a little bit and ethan kind of laughs it off like it's not a big thing and oh my dad planted these ideas in my head and it's not real basically and Teresa at this point has kind of swapped places with Gwen right. so she is observing what happens and overhears Ethan say Teresa means nothing to me. Nothing at all. Nothing at all because
1: Teresa thought that dinner was for
0: her but when she saw
1: she turned around and saw Gwen in her black dress she was like this isn't for me. In her matronly and black dress Dress. and she runs out right Mm-hmm. oh my gosh Teresa and yeah she overhears Ethan saying she means nothing to him
0: nothing she's devastated by this broken shaken to her core mm-hmm. is what I wrote Mm-hmm. well she runs upstairs because she's in tears and she needs she needs to calm herself down and uh meanwhile Gwen and Ethan start their terrible date it does not go well I wrote (laughs)
1: Ethan tries to reassure Gwen saying he he only asked Teresa to help because he wanted it to be really special and he didn't trust himself to do it because Gwen was like why would you even involve her in this Mm -hmm. you this was supposed to be something special for me and why would you involve her even though you know how I feel about her number one then he kind of reassures her she decides like okay she falls for it a little bit so then they make up and they make out a little bit. Then they start a little dance. They start to dance around the living room. And Gwen says like, oh, this is such a perfect night, Ethan. And Ethan says out loud, you're the one that makes it perfect, Teresa. Mm. <laughs> I Again, I mm. watched this at work and I, on my prep period and I like was gasping for air (laughs) I was like oh these people cannot hear me yell in my classroom oh my gosh yeah you're the one who makes it perfect Teresa yeah he calls Gwen Teresa yeah um yeah no we're breaking up yeah obviously we're breaking up are you kidding me so she yells and she pulls away and she's like you're dancing
0: with me and you're thinking about Teresa oh she storms off yeah and rightfully so She, she's like, I'm leaving. And she marches her ass out the door and to her car and drives away Mm -hmm. because that's someone who has self-respect. That's what they would do. Yes. Meanwhile, Teresa has
1: been up in Ivy Crane's room, having a full blown breakdown. Of course, Pilar comes in and comforts her and tells her like, what did you fucking think? And then Teresa decides, you know what? Mama is right. I'm going to, how could I ever think this was for me? She heads her ass home she's going down the stairs she's gonna leave and then she hears teresa wait it's fucking ethan crane oh so telling her to wait
0: and what happens well she is so distracted that she trips and falls down the mansion stairs and right into his open arms yep and uh it's it's absurd but gwen has a change of heart she's like you know what i'm overreacting i owe him Uh, some some space to give an explanation for what's going on. Like, I need to calm down. I'm going to go back in and see if we can work through this. And she marches her ass back into the mansion and sees Teresa in Ethan's arms.
1: (laughs) I mean... Teresa in
0: her lover's arms. I mean... And, and immediately, and Ethan looks so guilty and Teresa looks so happy. And, and Gwen's like, what are you doing? And Ethan's like, no, let me explain. It's an accident. She fell. And Gwen's like, Oh, you could have come up with something more plausible. If you cared, obviously you don't care. Like you didn't even bother to try and create a decent lie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Ethan says, Oh,
1: I got to chase down Gwen. But then he doesn't, he stands there and talks to Teresa for another like five minutes And it turns out her shoe was broken. Her heel broke off her shoe.
0: Clean off. And he
1: says, oh, go find any pair of shoes in my sister's room, but I got to go talk to Gwen. So he gets in his car and chases her down. And they have like
0: a high-speed chase. Yeah, what is up with all the rich people (laughs) in this town just driving like maniacs? Yeah. So he finally chases
1: Gwen down, and she reluctantly pulls over. He's like honking at her, like yelling out the window. Flashing the brights. Yeah, and she finally pulls over and Ethan tries to calm her down and explain what happened. And he tells her the same old, same old, I love you. I would never hurt you. I, Teresa means nothing to me. But Gwen thinks Teresa fell on purpose. She tells him when she was in your arms, that's exactly where she wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And you might not see it, but I do. She says, again, Teresa has feelings for you. And at this point, we also see Luis. Because they're like having this argument in the middle of the town square. they've pulled up, where is the Crane mansion? Like how far did they get like I don't understand the space of this town. I, no one does. <laughs> is the Crane mansion on our map? I don't think so. I don't I know I don't think so. Hmm. but I would Im- I would imagine it was not near the downtown area yeah. where the youth Center is. Yeah. That's where Luis had gone out to find a newspaper.
0: So anyway, yeah, but he, I thought that he had overheard specifics them like arguing about his little sister. Yeah, I, literally I was wrote, ready like, for some shit to go down. But of course, because that would be an interesting way for Luis to find out like I would be
1: really into that happening, mm-hmm. you know, like he he just he overhears a weird conversation that involves his sister and he's like, oh, shit. What is this? What is this nonsense? What's this fresh hell? <laughs> what fresh hell has Teresa unleashed? Um, yeah, so I was like, Luis may be overhearing this conversation, but no he wasn't- Mm-mm.
0: he just sees them fighting and delights in it,
1: yeah, he's like, I feel bad for that Deb Gwen, but she never should have gotten involved with the one of the cranes. <laughs> do the do, dole, not my business,
0: <laughs> yeah, so he unfortunately does not hear Gwen say to Ethan I wonder now if you also have feelings for Teresa Mm -hmm. because it's clear she has feelings for you Mm -hmm. and Ethan tells her you know you're not being suspicious you're being idiotic yep Gwen says she thinks she has
1: very good grounds to be suspicious to his face which she does yeah which she does and he says you're not being suspicious you're being idiotic and Leon, she says oh, I'm an idiot for believing in you all of these years. That's why I'm an idiot.
0: And And he's like,
1: I didn't call you an idiot. She's like, actually, you
0: did. Yeah. Look, (laughs) if you say you're being something or you're acting like something, That's as good. That is the same as you're calling that person that name. So if you call, if you say you're acting idiotic, you're being stupid, you're being a bitch, Mm. you're acting like this or that, Mm. that's the same fucking thing Mm. as calling me an idiot a stupid person or a bitch. Yes the fuck it is. Yes it is. Mm-hmm. And you trying to couch it in the terms of no you're not I'm not I'm not calling you that. It came out of your mouth. Yeah. Trying to like boil it down to semantics is like I didn't call you
1: an idiot. I just said you're being idiotic. Oh, it's the same thing to be.
0: That's you now like trying to turn the situation on on its head and make you the victim of my anger when you are the one who's abusing me and calling me names. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, that That pissed me off. Yeah, I literally wrote
1: GASP in all capital letters because I was like, what in the world? Where
0: Where is his brain? Well, look, he is the product of Julian and Ivy and wealth. And this is what that looks like. Like he, for all the look for all that Sheridan wants to be a good person. She isn't yet. Mm. She's on her way for all that. Ethan wants to be a good person and thinks that he is. He also isn't yet because he hasn't lived a day. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He hasn't lived a day outside of his own privilege and this shows it Mm -hmm. because he's calling someone that he supposedly loves and has been with for years and wants to marry an idiot. an idiot. When she is raising perfectly reasonable issues and mm. questions and is not overreacting to them. At all. She left when she had every right to do so, and he chased her down like a maniac with a car. <laughs> he was being an idiot. Yes, he was. He was driving he was being like an idiot. He was incredibly reckless and dangerous. Yeah. And then because she... Because he is like basically coercively controlling the situation and putting her life in danger, she has no choice but to pull over unless she wants him to ram into her car. And then she suffers verbal abuse by this man. He's not a good person. Yeah. Mm. This shows a lot to me about who Ethan is. He's super entitled. That's for damn sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Extremely entitled. He feels, and he definitely feels entitled to Gwen as she does to him. But, uh, he I think maybe because he's so fucking dense because we have gotten hints that obviously Ethan has some sort of feelings for Teresa obviously you know what I mean but he's so dense that he doesn't even recognize it in himself Mm -hmm. and so to him because he's so stupid when she brings up these concerns he's like I haven't, well, I haven't, like, felt her up. I didn't kiss her. I didn't... You know what I mean? Mm. He he thinks of... Anything that he would do that was, uh, would warrant any mistrust would have to be explicitly, overtly sexual. But he didn't, he hasn't done any of that. So he,
0: he doesn't think that he's done anything wrong. Well, it's because he lacks emotional intelligence. Yeah. He's a moron. Along with regular intelligence. But yeah. like the emotional intelligence, I think, is especially, um, lacking in him. And that becomes extra evident as we kind of continue his story. Like everything he does, he is at the center of in a really, Bad way, like he does not consider other people's feelings at all, at all,
1: all. and it's always like a. uh, But he, but he makes like these speeches to Julian, and we'll get there. But he makes these speeches to Julian as if he's so much better, which he is better than Julian. But it's not that hard. That's not a. That's a low bar. Yeah, it's a low, low bar. But he does a lot of the same things. Like Mm -hmm. he's very entitled. And I, he's a, he is a snob. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know it about himself, but he is. Mm-hmm. Um, At so, least Julian knows he's a snob. Yeah, and delights in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Gwen says, that girl has feelings for you. I don't trust her, blah, blah, blah. Ethan defends Teresa saying, she's not interested in me. She has no feelings for me. She actually has a guy that she's actually in love with. She told me about she was on her way to a date with him tonight. Mm-hmm. That's why she was all dressed up. Bullshit. Like I mean, he doesn't know, but, yeah, but you know, bullshit. it's ridiculous. So he says all that and Gwen just
0: lays it all out and, and says all of the things that have happened. I love how she did it because she said, it hurt me when you called me Teresa. It hurt me When you told her she has exquisite eyes and you've never given me a compliment like that. It hurt me when, after I explained how upset I was, you laughed it off as if my feelings are inconsequential. It hurt me when you did these things to me Yeah, and he still didn't get it. She did a good job. She did a really good job, actually. I I really... I like this Gwen moment. They're making Gwen
1: a little bit more interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So that's where we leave them in this first day. Right? That's the last note I have about them. Yeah, we just have some stuff that kind of happens around them. Yeah. 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 So they're still fighting in the middle of the harbor on this first day because we're going to move on to the next day in a little bit. But uh, meanwhile, down at the harbor, Teresa runs into Whitney and tells her all about what happened at the mansion. And Whitney says, well, now you know you can give up on this fantasy. Because remember, Ethan flat out was said to Gwen and Teresa heard it. Teresa means nothing to me. Yeah. However, Teresa's like, nah, (laughs) nah, I'm not giving up. She's like, now I know I have a chance with Ethan. Ethan and I will be
0: together because Gwen is jealous. Like, right. And it's like, girl, listen to your friend when she says that at least, you know, exactly where you stand with this man. Like she is right. Yeah. And you are wrong. She, She says, oh
1: when when I fell and he caught me, he looked deeply into my eyes and um, I know that we're meant to be together now. What? Teresa, girl, what? And Whitney again tells her to give it up. And right then, Luis walks in and tells them, hey, that Ethan Crane and that Deb Gwen are fighting over here in the, in the town square. You should check it out. No, he didn't say you should check it out. But he was like, they're having some kind of fight. And Teresa's like, Oh, but you didn't hear what they were um what they were arguing about? You didn't you, you couldn't hear what?
0: He's like, "Oh, it doesn't matter. Probably some dumb rich people shit." <laughs> yeah, he,
1: and he <laughs> continues his search for a
0: newspaper. and <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit, but we will, but this, this so entire funny. episode, this entire day really is Luis just trying to get his hands on a newspaper. <laughs> and everyone um, thwarting his plans. <laughs> yeah. So
1: so Teresa immediately runs to go find Ethan and Gwen, and she, like, finds them. Whitney follows her. But Whitney's like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I got my own problems. Just don't let them see you. That's Mm -hmm. what she says. Just don't let them see you. Mm -hmm. And so Teresa overhears their argument, some more of their argument.
0: Yeah. She hears, like, the tail end, and then also as they start to make up. And I just have to quote something that Ethan says. Towards the end of this fight, he looks at Gwen, and they've started to resolve some things. And he says, "Let me make love to you." Ugh. Ew, like just ew. Yeah, it was Get gross. a fucking grip, my dude, because that is not the way to to like. You don't put things to bed by going to bed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I j- I don't know. I just I just thought it was gross. And even Gwen was like, "Not right now." Like this. Is no, not she the time. wasn't <laughs> having it. She's like, "You know what? I gotta go." She drives off. Yeah, which. And which excites Teresa because she's, she is thrilled by the fact that this fight didn't go the way Ethan wanted. And that Gwen has left. Basically. Yeah, she it, to herself goes,
1: Ethan starting tomorrow is the first day of the rest of our lives. We're going to be
0: together. We will be together. Girl, Lisa. girl, she's going to steamroll him just like Ivy steamrolls everything. It oh. makes sense. I mean, we got a little, uh, so that's my, that's our Teresa. Little Oedipus Rex going on
1: here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's our Teresa in this day. That was episodes one in 81 and 82, mm-hmm. right? So let's talk about fucking Kay. Kay. My God. Kay. My God. Kay. My God. Kay is having
0: a bad day. She's
1: having a, so you had a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> don't lie. I don't know the words to this song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah k Kay, k's having a she's having a rough one the the writers of passions are trying very hard to garner some sympathy for k and they ain't gonna get it they're not gonna get it no 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 you're never gonna get it
0: <laughs> no you know absolutely get it. not because we've been on this train for 80 episodes and we saw everything that happened with k up to this point in time. And and I will hashtag never forget. Never forget. No. So Kay, Kay is having a rough rough morning mm-hmm. because uh, she's lost her room. She made this whole uh, sanctuary for her to get away from Jess Jessica, her sister, and have her own space. And of course, immediately, that gets given to Charity because Tabitha's orchestrated this a little bit. She was talking to Grace about how Charity needs her own space. So Kay was kind of strong-armed into giving up her room And everyone's teasing her Jessica. Well, Jessica is teasing her and she perceives that charity and Miguel are teasing her, but they're not, they're genuinely thanking her and being like, Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. And, uh, Kay's out back in the yard, (laughs) kind of talking with Simone and, bemoaning her life what have i done to deserve this she says as <laughs> yeah, if she doesn't she does. know
1: yes yeah, she does as if you don't know what you've and then, done and then simone makes a look and kay's like don't answer that <laughs>
0: like you know exactly what you've done to deserve this you
1: left charity on the train tracks you were gonna let her get hit by a train <laughs> she's gonna let her get hit by a train yeah i mean
0: yeah ugh, okay
1: okay also i spoke to text in my phone these notes the for this episode mm-hmm. and my phone spelled k c-a-i every single time really? yeah <laughs> c-a-i c-a-i k. every guest begins with k <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. anyway so what what's going on with k more Ugh. more things happening to k uh more things are happening to k i think. I think that's important to know that Tabitha is behind the scenes working all of this. So she's listening in the hedge while Kay is talking with Simone <laughs> and her answer to, uh, to Kay saying, you know, somebody up there truly doesn't like me is well, don't worry. Somebody down here does. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Someone up there
1: doesn't like me girl. Bye. Yeah.
0: Right. She's, she is absolutely sees herself as a victim, which She's clearly the villain. Yeah, because she keeps saying every, every
1: scheme I cooked up to get Miguel has failed. And um, Simone's like, well, the tape worked. And she's like, yeah, but for how long? Mm. Which is true. For how long? Mm -hmm. Because we can't let that go on for too much longer. My God.
0: (laughs) Yeah, eventually that plot line is going to run out. Um, oh, she also said, I've tried to play by the rules to get Miguel, but
1: every time I've tried to play by the rules, it backfires. What rules? What rules
0: has she been playing all's by? Fair the fair love de- and war. The devil's playbook? That's, what rules? That's the only rule. All's fair in love and war. What So So if the rule is all is fair, then there are no fucking then rules. Then there are no rules. Right. She's a nut. Mm. I've been playing by the rules, but now I've got to play outside
1: the rules? What? Ha- you let lo- you." almost let
0: Charity get hit by a train. I'm not going to let it go. She also knew that or had suspicions that Charity was her cousin and that her mother was her own mother's twin sister, long lost missing twin sister and purposefully hid that fact from everybody.
1: Misdirected everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And Faith is likely dead because of her. Yep. Yeah. Not going to forget it. No. Not (laughs) going to forget it. Not going to forget it.
0: And then she didn't care. She has no remorse. She doesn't care. She doesn't feel bad. Not only does she not
1: care, she's angry at charity. (laughs)
0: Yes. She's angry at charity.
1: Correct. It's nuts. She's nuts. Oh, I want to say this too. Kay also says that she would have stopped the train in time. How?
0: I don't know. She also says that. Uh, she's deluded. She's a nutcase. Anyway, so they She had time to stop the train, and instead of doing anything, she hid the fact that Charity was on the tracks and then tried to stop Miguel from going to the tracks to rescue her. No one was ever going to stop the train. No. No one was ever going to stop
1: the train. No. It's a fucking train. Yeah,
0: maybe if Superman flew down. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so anyway, um, Tabitha is in the bushes, and she makes her move. She's like, now's the right time. I'm going to ensnare this young girl in my plans to kill charity (laughs) to kill another young girl. And she comes out and Tabitha comes over and Kay says to Simone under her breath, great. The old bat from next door, (laughs) the old bat from next door. I think Tabitha would delight in
0: being called the old bat from next door. I can think of no greater compliment than being called a bat. Yeah. For a witch. witch. Yeah. A bat. Oh, thank you. They are
1: revered animal. (laughs)
0: Like the superb owls. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I know. I'm thinking what we do in the shadows too. Yeah. All right.
1: So what does Tabitha say to Kay? I didn't write this down. Oh, okay. I I, I wrote it down. First of all, Tabitha comes over to make her move. And first... She calls Simone Cinnamon.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like, oh,
1: hello, Cinnamon. Simone's <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: ah, uh, my it's name Simone. is Simone.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then Tabitha gets, says, okay, could you come over and help me get something off of a high shelf in my kitchen? And first, Kay's like, no, I'm really busy. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's I'm, a it's a ploy to get her alone.
1: Yeah. But she eventually gets, guilts her into coming over. Yeah. Right.
0: Um, So then let's go over to Tabitha's house. Absolutely. Let's go over to Tabitha's house. So Tabitha is talking to Kay. She's basically greasing the wheels, trying to get her talons into Kay. And so she's like, I'm going to start by talking about boys because this is going to open some doors. So she talks a little bit about charity. Oh, how's your cousin? She moved in. Tell me about, you know, all the boys that must be chasing you because you're such a beautiful young girl, blah, blah, blah. And then Tabitha, tells this what must be a false story in an attempt to buddy up to Kay. Yeah. You want to tell it? No, you should tell it.
1: (laughs) Okay. So then Tabitha tells this this ridiculous story. Tabitha tells Kay that she kind of had the same thing happen to her when she was a young girl. That's happening to Kay now saying, Oh, there was a girl, who came between me and my boy, the boy that I liked, and she was one of those goody goodies, you know, good on good on the outside, but all bad on
0: the inside. And Kay's like,
1: Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm interested in this now.
0: Everybody liked this girl, but only I knew who she really was, and about how she was bad news for this person who was the love of my life. Yeah. But no one would listen to me. No one would believe me. Yeah. And Kay
1: is very easily manipulated by Tabitha. Mm -hmm. Like this scene takes all of like 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like
0: she's, it took no time for Kay to be like, I'm in. <laughs> she just needed permission. She's yeah. heard nothing but no from everybody in her life. And now she's hearing from an adult and a neighbor, but someone who she doesn't really know. It's practically a stranger and yeah. is telling her, no, you're right. And everybody else is wrong. Yeah. She just needed to hear a go for it. Yeah. from somebody Tabitha basically tells her to like fight for her man. Mm-hmm. And
1: Kay says, Kay basically says, I, I'm going to fight for Miguel, whatever it takes. And Tabitha is delighted. And she goes to get something for Kay. She's like, "Wait here, darling. I'll be right back. I have something I want to give to you." And meanwhile, oh my god, T- uh, Kay sees Timmy and picks him up. She's like, "This doll isn't this the same one you made for my mom?" Blah blah blah. And she starts to shake the doll and Timmy yells out Tabitha and Kate <laughs> throws Timmy across the room. I just like, it's not super important, but it had to be said because it was so funny. And Tabitha comes back, you know, kind of
0: frantic. She's like, what? what was that? And she's like, oh, it's the voice box that I sew into all my dolls because I feel so alone and it helps me feel like I have company in the house and. You know, don't worry about it. And Kay's like, this is very strange. And then Tabitha gives her a bracelet. A bracelet. Oh,
1: I said, <laughs> I said, Tabitha is starting Kay on her witch's bracelet collection. Cause that seems to be a thing. Our witch bracelets a thing. Cause you know, Tabitha's got quite the collection yeah, of bracelets. She bangles she's, up and down both She's arms. always click clacking. Mm-hmm. And so now she gave, so I wonder what the significance of that bracelet is.
0: I don't know. Maybe it's just another device to keep Kay interested. Like, if you come spend time with me, you'll get a trinket. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Tabitha gives her a bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she
1: gives her the bracelet. She's starting her off on her witch's bracelet collection. From, not, not Zadaran's. Z- What's the one that starts with a Z? The, the jewelry star that starts with Zales. Z- Zales. Zatarans is a fucking spice. <laughs>
0: It's like, like Zataran's. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, Zataran's. Go to Zatarans to get all your fine jewelry. <laughs> okay. So then Kay leaves. She comes back, tells Simone that her trip to Tabitha's house was not so bad. She's I like, got
0: a bracelet out of this.
1: Yeah. And she tells her Tabitha basically told me this story and and it renewed my determination to get Miguel and Simone, who is I I think Simone is the smartest person on this show. Mm. I I just think she is. I don't think that they utilize her enough, but she always, because she put the grace and faith stuff together yeah. first. And she, I'm sure she's going to probably put Chad's whole shit together for him, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, as women do. Yeah, Always putting stuff together for men. <laughs> but she says to Kate, hey, hmm, that's pretty suspicious. Do you think she might... Be listening in on our conversations. You think she might know what's going on in your life because that sounds a lot like what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. And Kay just brushes it off. She's like, "No, she's just a crazy old lady." And you know, I think I might go visit her from time to time from now on because she gives me stuff.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, is Kay is Kay is so terrible that she looks at Simone and says, "Yeah." Maybe she'll give me some more free, sh- free shit, basically. And also, she's getting older. At some point, she's going to die. You know, she's lonely. If I grease the wheels a little, maybe she'll write me into her will, mm-hmm. and I'll get some cool stuff when she dies. Yeah. Kay, ever the opportunist. Kay, ever the
1: opportunist. She's awful. Yeah. So then Kay laments the fact that while she was over at Tabitha's house, Miguel left because he had to make up for all the schoolwork he had missed mm-hmm. while hovering over charity. that's a, While hovering over poor little charity is what she says. And Simone like yells at her, chill
0: out. Yeah. Your parents took in your orphaned cousin because her mother died. Yeah. Like w- you are a terrible person. Yeah.
1: She's like, Oh, poor you. You lost a room. She, her mom's dead. Yeah. <laughs> she, she lost her entire world. Yeah. Oh, she, her mom's dead and she has amnesia. Yeah. I mean, charities they don't write her well, so I'm annoyed with her, but
0: poor thing. She is a pitiable creature.
1: She, that, that she is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jane Austen. A pitiable creature. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So, Yeah she's upset because Miguel has gone and whatever.
0: She tells Simone, she's going to get Miguel, whatever she does. They do the same old, same, they do the same thing. But, but Kay starts to twist it because she is getting tired of Simone speaking truth to her. And Mm -hmm. so instead she's like, well, I'm going to talk about Chad. Let's talk about you. Let's, let's turn this away from me and, and onto you. Like, why don't we go find him? Uh, it'll be fun and you can flirt with him and it'll take my mind off of what's going on with my terrible life. Well, Simone actually brings it up. She,
1: Simone is tired of talking about Kay and Miguel. Mm. She's like, when are you going to help me with Chad? Mm. Like you promised me you would help me with Chad. And at first you can see on Kay's face that she's like, but I really want to keep doing this Miguel shit. And then she's like, I'll help you now. I promise. I'm going (laughs) to help you. And so she's like, I've got a plan. Yeah. So this plan, Kay says she's got a plan and they're going to, Go find him down at the pool hall. Simone's scared. She's like,
0: that's a really rough part of town, Kay. (laughs) (laughs) It was really rough down there. And Kay is like, well, we know that's likely where he is. And look, Chad is the kind of guy who wants to be with an edgy girl. He doesn't want to be with a good girl. You've got to take a few risks if you want to get this guy. And uh, Simone reluctantly agrees. And as they start to leave. Who shows up Whitney pops her mom ass and she's <laughs> always acting like somebody's mama
1: seriously
0: yeah I think Whitney Whitney's a little lost she doesn't really know who she is so she's kind of taken on this protector parent role yeah, with her younger sister the thing is they're at Kay's
1: house mm-hmm. so what place is it of Whitney what well, first of all why is Whitney even there Right, she's not really friends with Kay or Jessica. She knows her
0: sister's there, and she's on a mission to keep Simone mm, away from Chad. Okay. That's like her whole thing right now is, I hate Chad, and I don't want my sister to hang out with him.
1: Because what is what place is it of hers to show up at the Bennett home and then start barking orders at people? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But she comes in, and she's like, where are you two going? <laughs> and they're like, oh, chill out. Kay's like, chill out. We were just going to go rent some videos because Simone's going to have dinner at my house tonight. Yeah. Because
0: Kay's whole plan... Did you say this? Uh, I might've thought it and not said it. Kay's whole plan.
1: So stupid is I'll tell my parents I'm having dinner at your house and you'll tell your parents you're having dinner at my house and nobody will be the wiser. And that will only work if your parents aren't friends. Like best friends. Yeah. Best friends. Because at some point, even if it's not tonight, at some point, these two parents are going to, your parents are going to talk and say, Oh, how was Simone? What'd y'all have for dinner? And they're like,
0: uh, what? Yeah. (laughs) Simone didn't, Kay was supposed to be at your house. What'd y'all have for dinner? Yeah. So that, that, that plan does not work unless your parents are not friends. Kay's an idiot. And so I could get away with that when I was in high school because none of my friend's parents were were friends with my parents. So it was not an issue, but this is not going to work
1: yeah terrible plan yeah so Whitney is like did you ask mom if you could have dinner over here and Simone's like oh well I'm sure it's not a problem I have dinner over here all the time and then they talk about what happened at the pool hall last night and Whitney continues to just do her mom shit Mm -hmm. and she's like well has that boy contacted you at all (laughs) they are
0: making Whitney so awful. Yeah, she, <laughs> I, I don't, I feel she must just feel very out of control of her life. And so she's trying to regain some control by acting like this. It's not a good look though. And she eventually, I guess, is satisfied and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> and Simone turns to Kay and goes, she treated me like a baby. And I think that is part of the reason that she spurred on to go to the pool hall with Kay is to prove that she's not a baby. She is her own person. And, yeah. uh, and Kay encourages this behavior.
1: Yeah. So while we're talking about Whitney, let's talk about Whitney. Okay. Let's go on to our
0: Whitney-Chad-Simone story arc. Oh, boy. Shall we? Mm-hmm. Chad's down at the pool hall. What's happening at the pool hall? So he's... I think Chad is kind of taking on odd jobs in order to survive. So he sometimes works at the book cafe. He does little things down at the at the pool hall. And right now he's working on a jukebox because... Apparently, being a musician also means you know how to fix a jukebox. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. So, so he uh, is down there doing that, and he's talking to the bartender, and they have a very strange conversation. I was unsettled. I yeah. have to
1: be. I have to be honest. I was unsettled by this. Yeah,
0: because Chad is eighteen-ish. He's a, he's he's a late teenager at the at the oldest, um, and he's talking to this barkeep who's in his forties. And uh, they're kind of commiserating about women because the bartender keeps talking about Whitney and Simone and these girls that are always following Chad around. Should we get into what they talk about? Yeah, we can
1: kind of get through it. So Chad kind of tells the barkeep what happened to him in L.A. and how he was working in the music business and how important music is to him and that it's like his passion and then the barkeep is like, well, what about girls? Good-looking guy like you must have a few women. And this exchange was just weird to me. Like, mm-hmm. it it reminded me of softcore gay porn. It, like, really... <laughs> I don't know. Especially with that music in the background. It was like... Bam, 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 bam. It was yeah no it was soft core it (laughs) it was like the beginning scene before they take off their clothes
0: yeah yeah it was weird it was like some weird straight bait stuff where it's like oh we're gonna talk about girls knowing that you don't really like girls yeah it was was
1: weird it was just the vibe was so off
0: strange
1: yeah and so he's talking about this and he he keeps kind of pressing chad about women it's like but what about women uh, and Chad's like, well, women complicate things and they want to tie you down, unlike music. And the bar keeps like, you just
0: haven't found the right woman yet. Mm hmm. Yeah. And then in walks Kay and Simone. In walks Kay and Simone. And Chad doesn't seem too excited about it. Like he's not really no. into these girls and he knows what's going on and just kind of wants to stop. He just wants to play pool, win some money. You know, keep yourself alive. He actually looks disappointed to see.
1: Yeah. Well, so here's what happens. The barkeep, Chad's like playing pool to make some money and he doesn't see Simone and Kay walk in. The barkeep comes in and says, you got company. And he goes, who, Whitney? And he turns around and he sees Simone and he looks disappointed that it's not Whitney. Mm -hmm. Yeah. he's Because I think the barkeep was like one of those sisters. Mm Mm-hmm. And he wanted it to be Whitney. Yeah. Even though she's mean to him. She's uh, so
0: mean to him. Oh, it's making me so upset. It's the same thing as like, uh, Sheridan and Louise. You Almost. Know? Except like n- people, people are, which I again, kind of pushes forward this really fucked up narrative that when you really love someone at first, it seems like hate. Yeah. That's fucked up. It's like, no, if you don't like someone, there's a good reason for it. And <laughs> you should stay away from them. Generally. <laughs> yeah. That's the rule. Yeah.
1: So he seems disappointed to see Simone instead of Whitney.
0: Yeah, uh, against all odds, he wins this game of pool. I think
1: he's really good at he pool. must. I feel be like very you good. said that the
0: last time it was like against all odds he won, but I think he knows he's really good yeah. at pool. I think that's the only no, way he knows he can win. It's not because he's not good. It's a, it's because the shot was an almost impossible shot. Like was it? Yeah, I mean, I it was like, it was the eight ball. Attention. He had to put the eight ball in the pocket and there was like surrounded by a bunch of balls like, oh. and you can't hit another ball. And it, cause if you do, then you lose the game. Like I wasn't was, watching closely enough. I think because I was like, Oh, Chad's obviously going to win. Yeah. It was like an impossible shot, but because he's so good, he, he sunk the eight ball and won the game. And so he gets his money. The girls are kind of fawning all over him. Oh my God, you're so amazing. And he walks up to them and asks about Whitney. Like he doesn't want to talk to them about them or about pool or about anything else. He wants. He's like, what's uh, what's going on with your sister? Does she know that you're here? Oh Does yeah. she care that you're here? She'd probably flip out if she knew you were here. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, and then he's like, you want to get out of here? Let's go somewhere more interesting. Whatever. Let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. So then they go for a walk around the harbor. And Simone pulls Kay aside and tells her that she wants Chad to notice her like a man notices a woman. And Kay's advice to Simone is to fake fall, like to trip into him so that he catches her. Kind of like what happened to Teresa, except Teresa really fell. Yeah. (laughs) And Simone's like not on board. She's like, no, that's dumb. And Kay, ever the fucking villain, sticks her foot out like a cartoon character and trips Simone up mm-hmm. and makes her fall goofily into Chad. She doesn't look, it's not
0: romantic. It's just sad. Yeah. It's just sad. And, uh, Whitney shows up at exactly this moment. Yep. So she it, breaks
1: up the party. Yeah. I wrote
0: Whitney breaks up the party with
1: her mom energy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, She's way harsh, dude. She's, like, mean. Super mean. Yeah. She's getting meaner and meaner. She blames
1: Chad for Simone being out and lying to her. And she, Simone's like, stop blaming Chad. It was me. This is my choice, my decision, you know. Mm-hmm. And Chad says to uh, Whitney, he says, Simone isn't doing anything wrong. And what if I did call her up and ask her out, like, is it a problem? Because... Whitney says, I bet you called her and made her come out. And he's like, is it a problem if I call and ask out your sister? Like,
0: you seem to have a problem with that, mm-hmm. you know? And Whitney tries to defend herself. Oh, no, it's not about that. It's because you're bad news. Like, she she really lays into him, and he reads her like a book. Well, she also says, well, our parents have
1: forbidden her from seeing you, mm-hmm. which kind of cracks his face, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, oh, okay, okay. That that is somewhat reasonable that Whitney would be happy. But Whitney's such a fucking narc.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Like be a sister. But Chad responds and, uh, it, it's pretty rough. He looks at Whitney and he says, look, maybe you butt into everybody else's business so that you don't have to see the truth in your own life. You're not happy. Like you're alone and you're unhappy. Like you don't want to see who you really are. You don't want to see the truth about yourself. So Whitney uh Well, okay, I didn't take specific. Did they leave? Did she leave? Here's what, what happened. happened.
1: So at first, it's Chad, Simone, Kay, and Whitney. Whitney threatens to snitch. She's like, I'm going to fucking snitch on you if you don't leave right now. But is convinced to keep her mouth shut because mm-hmm. Kay's like, you don't want to get us in trouble, right? And Whitney doesn't want Simone to get in trouble. So she's like, if you leave now, I won't say anything. So Kay and Simone fucking split.
0: Okay. And that's
1: when Ch- and and Whitney's going to leave, and she's following them. But then she turns around, but she's like, "One more thing, <laughs> stay away from my family." And that's when Chad's like, "You are the problem." Yeah. He's like. You are upset because you hate your fucking life and you need someone to blame it on. And I'm not the one, but you are not happy. Mm. And then she starts to yell at him. I am happy. I am happy. I am happy. Oh, Whitney. You're not happy. And he just like walks away from her. She doesn't like tennis. No, she's
0: unhappy. She's very unhappy. She's very unhappy. She's playing second fiddle to her lunatic friend and she obviously is being pushed into playing tennis and doesn't want to do it. Yeah. Meanwhile, while that's happening, Simone and Kay
1: have left are leaving, but I want to say this one thing because they're on their way home and Kay helps to fan the flames of Simone's delusion. She's like, I think he really liked you. (laughs) She's like, he, he really, uh, he, he wouldn't defend you if he didn't like you so much. He I think he loves you. And one day, you, me and Miguel and you and Chad are going to be able to double date. Girl, in what world? Mm. So that's that. We
0: need to talk about Luis and Sheridan, and I think that's it, right? But yeah, we just have to do a little bit of Sheridan and Luis.
1: So remember how Luis is looking for a newspaper? <laughs> Luis spends a good portion of this uh episode looking for a newspaper and here is why teresa's picture has been taken and is in the newspaper and it's a picture of her and ethan crane at the ballet and sheridan um heard that from pilar and pilar is very worried she and sheridan says to pilar you know what i gotta go to the youth center today i'll make sure louise doesn't see it so she goes down to the youth center and hijinks ensue (laughs) you know she goes down she sees his newspaper on his desk He's going to read it. She sees the picture on the back of the newspaper and she walks over. She thinks quick on her toes. She walks over and she goes, oh, oops. And she spills coffee all over Luis and his newspaper. And then picks up the newspaper to clean up the coffee. Yeah. So she's like further yeah. ruining, ruining it. Ruining it. <laughs> ruining it. And oh, well, first she, first, first she, she threw hides it in the trash can. First she grabbed it hid it in the trash can right outside of Louise's door. It's like, take it with you. Yeah. Cause they were going to get coffee. Take it with you. Yeah. But no. So Louise finds it in the trash can. He's like, how'd this get here? Oh, well, <laughs> gonna go read it. Then she comes back and she's like, oh no. And that's when she
0: spills the yeah. coffee, cleans up the coffee with the newspaper. Louise is like, you did that on purpose. And she's like, what? I mm- could never. What? And Hank sees the whole thing and is a con man. So he's to her. He's like, so after Luis leaves to like clean himself up, uh, he, Hank looks at Sheridan and goes, you did do that on purpose. You want to tell me what's going on here? And, uh, she says, look, I don't want to get into specifics, but there's something in that paper that would really hurt Luis and he cannot see it. Um, and Luis is on his way to the book cafe to find another newspaper. So Hank calls Beth. Yeah. Says, look, Beth, Uh, Luis is on his way to the book cafe. He's probably going to grab a cup of coffee. He's going to be looking for a newspaper. I need you to make sure he doesn't find any. Just hide him behind the register, would you? So Beth is a real mensch. She hides the newspapers. And Luis has no luck at the book cafe, which is why he goes on this mission around the whole city of Harmony. That's why he sees Ethan and Gwen fighting. That's where he runs into Teresa's because he's looking for a goddamn newspaper and cannot find one. And
1: also, it's nighttime. Who doesn't read the newspaper until like... Nighttime. well I think he's this mission began in the morning
0: because Sheridan went there in the morning didn't she because she talked to Pilar and then went straight to the youth center for the well that's
1: why I was that's another reason why I was a little bit confused about this day the time in this day was also odd because it did seem like it was morning at first but then everything else told me it was nighttime because we start at Teresa's dinner Mm. right oh yeah yeah so, Because the newspaper thing confused me. It did seem like that should be a morning thing, and they're drinking coffee. Yeah. That's a morning thing. Anyway, that's just a... Um,
0: that's a good point. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's confusing. The time in this show is
0: confusing. Maybe for some people it's nighttime, and for some people it's daytime. I mean... <laughs> Dear God. The Time Warp. The ti- Let's do, do the, the Time, time warp, warp again. again. I, okay. <laughs> we should watch that for... We, sh- we should. We should. We should start an October movie thon Yeah, we should. All we right. should do like
1: a little I was about to say we should do a movie podcast of our October movies,
0: but we just changed the format on this one. We could
1: still do like <laughs> short. We could do like, I don't know.
0: We'll see. We can't do short anything.
1: Yeah, we can't. Okay. So let's finish with Luis. So Louise okay. is just like around town everywhere he goes to find a paper. It they're sold out because it's nighttime. <laughs> And people buy newspapers in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so he can't find a newspaper. And that's when he bumps into Teresa,
0: as we said earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Yep. I think it's worth mentioning that Hank still has feelings for Sheridan and is hanging around to spend time with her, hanging around the youth center to spend time with her and pushes for another date with her and uh, has – hopes of of going to the to the Halloween dance to like chaperone it with her basically yeah so yeah yeah. so
1: yeah louise also comes back and tells sheridan that he's going to count her hours as double because he's come up with this idea that he can get her out of the youth youth center faster if he like pads her hours yeah louise sheridan has pushed louise to the point that he's breaking the rules and
0: louise is a rule follower if there ever was one yeah
1: (laughs) all right so that's it for this that's it um half of the episode that's 81 82 we'll be back with 83 through 85 oh boy (laughs) Did
0: you enjoy the break?
1: I did, did you? I hope you did. I hope so. All right. So where do you want to start? We're in episodes 83 through 85. I
0: think we should start with Kay and her terrible morning. Bad no good. Because it brings morning, me joy. Very bad day. I'm smiling as I talk about how bad it was for her. She
1: had a. she had quite a <laughs> she had quite a rough, <laughs> rough money. And it was hilarious. It was very funny.
0: She, I laughed a lot. She's pounding on the bathroom door. Let me in. Sam comes through. She's like, dad, first charity was in the bathroom. And now Jessica's taking up all the time and I have to get ready for school. (laughs) Yep. There's too many girls in this house. Too many girls in this house and one bathroom. Yep. That is too many people for one bathroom.
1: Yes, it is. Although I grew up and we only had one bathroom.
0: There's five of us. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: We only had one bathroom. Never thought anything of it until I got older. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What three? Because there's now three teenage girls. Grace and Sam in that house. Yeah. Yes, five. Yeah. Three teenage girls. And Gra- all at the same I think time. Grace and
1: Sam probably have their own bathroom. In that I thought, house. didn't That's they say nice that there
0: was just the one they, just, they should though. They probably yeah. do. It's a
1: nice house. I think they probably have their own bathroom. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it's it, just
1: the one for those three girls. Yeah. Which I mean, they
0: grew up with the one bathroom for three people. Cause yeah, Noah cause the- was in the house too. Yeah.
1: So whatever.
0: Anyway. Anyway. So Kay is, is having a rough morning. Charity finally re- emerges from her room and has put on her outfit for her first day of school. And Kay sees it and flips the fuck out. Flips the fuck <laughs> out. She's like, Why are you wearing that? Why are you wearing that outfit? And Jessica's like, Oh, well, mom had to buy charity new clothes since all of her belongings burned down in the fire yeah and Kay Kay doesn't hear that Kay doesn't hear that part she just sees that charity is in the exact same outfit that she wanted that last week she begged grace to buy for her and grace said no we don't have enough money in the budget so then Kay's (laughs) like what do you mean how do you have enough money in the budget now to buy charity this outfit and grace and sam say well we had to dip into the emergency fund which is the fund that is also being uh Uh, that they're putting money into to buy Kay a used car for her 16th birthday. (laughs) So, so they used Kay's car money to buy charity, the outfit that she wanted basically. Yep. Yep. Oh, it's hilarious.
1: It is hilarious. Grace says, well, we couldn't very well send her off to school in a hospital gown. Could we?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, you couldn't.
1: Oh, and yeah, when, when, grace tells her about going into the savings k explodes Mm -hmm. she explodes yeah and she also says why did charity get new clothes why couldn't i have gotten new clothes and she get my hand-me-downs the fuck the fuck the fuck and then simone chimes in she's like hand-me-downs are the worst they make you feel like a second-class citizen and k snaps whose
0: side are you on anyway And Ooh. so Jessica takes matters into her own hands and spills juice <laughs> on Kay. I actually think it was an accident. I think it was too. I think it was an accident, but I also think it was the straw that broke the camel's back for Kay. Cause she just loses it at this point. Yeah. And kind of runs out of the room and Grace looks at Sam and is like, come on, go talk to her. So Sam sits down with Kay and is like, look, well, can actually, can we talk about this first? Yeah. So before the juice
1: incident, before the juice incident, during breakfast, Charity sits down and she says to Kay, "Hey, do you guys share clothes around here?" Oh, yeah. And Kay's like, "I don't know. I guess sometimes." And Charity's like, "Well, if you ever want to borrow this outfit, I know you really wanted it. So if you ever want to borrow it, you're welcome to borrow it." um Like, I hate Kay, but. Charity is working a goddamn nerve. That shit <laughs> pissed me off. It pissed me off. And I don't know. Like, I'm not on Kay's side. Kay is awful. But imagine what that feels like.
0: And Charity's <laughs> trying to be nice. And I recognize it. I yeah. do. She's trying to be nice. She's like, oh, you like these clothes. I didn't know you wanted them. Like, you're welcome to borrow them any, anytime you want, you know? Which is a nice thing to do, but at that moment in time, it would only piss me off if I were in case oh, shoes. Oh, absolutely. I would have. Ugh. Oh, ugh. The yeah. eye roll. hmm The eye roll I would have given that girl. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Are you kidding me? My eyes probably still be stuck in the back of my head. <laughs> like, you got the thing I wanted, and now you say I can borrow it? You can
1: borrow it anytime you want. In that stupid-ass voice. Uh,
0: like this.
1: You can borrow it's this I like, like this I I know know I, you really do you wanted. guys ever share clothes? I know you really wanted this outfit. <laughs> so you can borrow it. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Then Kay does flip out after Jessica spills the juice on her. And we do think that that was an accident. The way that Jessica responded, it seemed like she was really like, oh, I'm sorry. I really didn't mean to.
0: Yeah. But
1: <laughs> Kay, like that again, that's the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm. That's it. That's the leak that to- pushed in the roof. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know what I don't know what I'm saying.
0: That's the leak know. that pushed in the roof.
1: <laughs> oh, is that say, a saying from I down south? That's the, no. Oh, no. I, want, I think I was trying to say that's the raindrop that caved in the roof. Yeah, that's the leak that
0: pushed in the roof. <laughs>
1: the raindrop that caved in the roof. Is that a saying I, or did I just make that you up? You just made up a saying. Nice. Let's make it, in, let's make it into a I thing like put it on like a fetch. t-shirt.
0: The raindrop
1: that caved in the roof. In a picture of Charity's face. (laughs) In a drop of rain. (laughs) All right. So Grace kind of gives Sam a look and says, go talk to her, basically. Mm -hmm. So so what what does Sam say to Kay?
0: He says, Kay, you don't begrudge Charity for what we're doing for her, do you? Which puts Kay in a tight spot because you can't say, yes, I do. You know, so Kay kind of has to simmer down. And all I really want to say is that Sam looks so good. Always.
1: He constantly looks (laughs) good. He looks so good. It's a given that he's going to look good. It's ridiculous. He's going to look goddamn good. He looks so fucking good. Oh, I sop him up with a biscuit. I love him. Oh, my
0: God. Oh, I love him. That's really the whole thing. That's the whole point. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say.
1: Yeah. So he basically Sam sets her straight saying her mother died a horrible death. And we're all she's got mm-hmm. and hang in there. It'll get easier.
0: Hang in there. Kay. It'll, it'll get easier. One day you'll look as good as I do in a sweater.
1: One day. These are you got these jeans. Yeah. Look at this. So he leaves and Kay has renewed determination to keep charity away from Miguel. She decides to talk to the school clerk to make sure that charity isn't in any of Miguel's classes and that she gets very hard classes. So she gets lots of
0: homework, Um, but what happens? Uh, well, Jessica has thwarted her yeah, because Jessica got to the school clerk first. Also, since when do children get to make class decisions for their cousin? Obviously, Grace and Sam would be involved in this planning process, but whatever. You
1: can barely, you barely get to make choices for yourself. It's absurd. But yeah, Jessica got in there before, before Kay did and said Mm -hmm. to the clerk and made sure that charity was in all of Miguel's classes. Yep. So mm-hmm. uh, Simone then tell because they oh sorry they've gone to school now. <laughs> yeah, they went to school. <laughs> I transitioned without the transition. <laughs> but um, Simone tells Kay. That her chances with Miguel are as poor as Simone's are with Chad. Mm-hmm. And Kay says to Simone, she's like, miracles happen all the time. Simone leaves and Miguel comes over and asks Kay to the Halloween dance. What the Miracles fuck? happen. <laughs>
0: I couldn't believe this happened. I was like, Sh- what? What's going on? Well, This doesn't know, make any sense. I wrote...
1: Literally, I wrote Simone leaves and Miguel asks Kay to the Halloween dance. This is definitely not what she thinks. Yeah, obviously. It's not what they're trying to make us think it is is at all.
0: Of course. But just the way he did it, it was exactly.
1: He asked her out. He asked her out. He asked
0: her out. Like Miguel. Miguel. Mignel. Miguel asked Kay to the dance and then pretended he didn't do it. Just like he proposed to her and pretended he didn't do it. Yeah. You have to be a special kind of dance to not understand when a person has that big of a crush on you and is that close to you. Yeah. You know, there's supposed to be BFFs. Like he obviously knows. So yeah. why is he toying with her? Yeah. Or well, he's really dumb. He's
1: really dumb. He's a himbo. So, and listen, there's also kind of no reason for Miguel to think that Kay has feelings for him because remember he thinks that she set him up with charity in the first place
0: that's right and he thinks that she has feelings for our Ree- favorite character Reese Turkey Turkey? he, he makes an back. appearance he made,
1: a, he made an appearance in this episode and I was so happy to see him the return it, of Reese there's hardly anything to say about him but I was just happy to see him
0: yeah Um. so Mignel has like this idea of what's going on with Kay and it's yeah. it's all wrong it's all wrong yeah so M- Mignel,
1: <laughs> Miguel gets called into the office really quickly and he says he turns around to Kay and he says I gotta go to the office but I there's something I want to talk to you about when I come back basically Mm -hmm. so he leaves and Kay is elated over the moon cloud nine over the moon so she she, tells yeah Simone and Jessica that Miguel asked her out and they're like sure
0: yeah they're (laughs) very sus they're like "Uh uh-huh right okay and they actually make a bet because they are in su- such disbelief that they're like, okay, look, there's no way this happened. I'll make a bet with you. If Miguel asked you to the dance and you can prove it, I'll give you my allowance for a full month. Mm-hmm. And, and Kay's like, I will gladly take that I'll bet take that and bet. your money. <laughs> I'll take
1: that bet. Well, here's the catch. Miguel comes back and turns out he only invited Kay to the dance. So that Kay would bring charity with her so they could all be together. He says, you knew, you knew what I was doing, right? You just agreed to go with me so I could be with charity, right? Like Mm. you knew this was going on again. They are trying so hard to make me feel bad for Kay, but I refuse. I refuse to, I refuse to feel bad for her.
0: I refuse. I don't feel, I I don't refuse to feel bad for her. I, but I don't feel bad for her. They haven't done enough. Like they haven't done enough to redeem what she has done. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they can honestly. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel bad for her at all. Uh, I, in fact, have a lot of ha ha ha's written in this paragraph of my notes when I'm laughing at Kay and her situation.
1: Well, Miguel Miguel goes on to say, yeah, we can all be together at the dance, and when Charity is feeling more comfortable with me, y'all can all disappear. Exactly, (laughs) yeah. So Charity and I can be alone.
0: (laughs) He totally asked Kay to wingman him, and he's offering to wingman her because he's like, look, Reese will be there, and then I can peel off and hang with Charity, and you can peel off and hang with Reese. It's perfect. You know, that look, that's the high school group hang. Like, that's what that whole thing is about. We've all been there. (sighs) Crazy.
1: Well, then Miguel notices that Kay is upset. What does he say to her?
0: Well, he assumes it's because of Reese, because she wants that kiss from her special guy or whatever. And he's like, I'm going to help you get together. Like he, he takes a vow. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote Miguel notices Kay is
1: upset and he says, I know why you're upset. And then I wrote, I guarantee this himbo has no idea. <laughs> <laughs> he's such an idiot. Oh, he pulls Kay to the side says, I know you want to be together with the boy you love Reese. Ha. I wrote Reese. ha ha. Ha 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 ha. I cracked up. It was so funny because the way her face looked when he said Reese.
0: I Reese. Oh I love Reese.
1: And how, honestly, how did that become such a thing? Like, I know Jessica did the whole little joke thing, but wh- how did that become such a know. thing? So much so that k just won't say like no i'm not super into reese because it's not mean to say i'm not into him yeah the you know whole thing, like i'm not
0: really into him. they tried to set this thing up because simone also was like oh you can't be mean to reese because if you're mean to reese he, you know he's best friends with miguel so then miguel won't want to spend time with you it's really thin it's like this weird teenage logic that doesn't really work but yeah. i am here for it it's hilarious
1: yeah and he, Miguel also says he'll help her out with Reese so that they can double date. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that double date? Oh How God. hilarious would
0: that double date be? Okay. I feel like it would just in my, so in my head, this double date is these boys taking the girls to like an arcade kind of situation and just hanging shack. out. Are you kidding me? Yeah, just hanging out with, oh shit. I just hit my mic and it would just be Reese and M- Miguel. I keep wanting to say McNeil. It's like hanging out alone and ignoring the girls <laughs> like, and not to be mean, but just cause they're both so dumb.
1: I, I don't think so. You don't No, I don't think so. Here's why Miguel is obsessed with charity. That's true. Why are you so obsessed with me? But I want to know he is obsessed with charity, mm. obsessed with her. And Reese like is always just like staring at Kay. He loves yeah, her, too. That's true. And I think they would both be happy to be spending time with those girls. Mm-hmm. It would just be hilarious because
0: three people would be happy, but Kay would be miserable. Charity would be miserable, too, because she's scared of Miguel at this point. <laughs> <laughs> We've got these two dudes chasing these girls who want nothing to do with them. Want to it's, get it's, away from them. This is what we have set up for us now.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, Miguel's talking about double dating with... Reese and Kay and Charity, and
0: oh, what a mess. What an absolute mess. So, so, yeah. Kay is like, I gotta throw a wrench in this somehow because I can't get caught doing anything other than seeming to help Charity get to the dance and help get her with Miguel. But in reality, I gotta fuck this up somehow. Yeah. So she pulls Charity aside or like catches her in the hallway by herself. And basically tries to scare her out of going to the dance. And is like, oh, yeah, it's a big make-out spot. Like, that's what everyone does at the dance. And, like, sometimes kids go even further. Like, they end up with, like, parts of their clothes gone and missing. And, like, you know, some people go all the way. Well, like,
1: she... She
0: says some she's crazy shit. She
1: was like, It's the makeout scene of the year. And she's also like, Yeah, we all wear costumes and do weird stuff we've never done before.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like the kids, go- she's like, Yeah, the kids go wild. <laughs> it's like, No, they don't. There are chaperones. And Charity. There are adults there.
1: And Charity doesn't know anything. And even if she didn't have amnesia, she wouldn't fucking know because right. she was
0: homeschooled. Right. Like she. <laughs> this is all brand new to her.
1: And I, you know,
0: I I have suspicions and I could be wrong that one of the reasons that families choose to homeschool their kids is because they are afraid of what could happen at a dance. You know, they're afraid of what could happen when kids go unsupervised. They're afraid, you know, because they're, you're hitting puberty or becoming attracted to people and like acting on urges and all this. And so I'm sure that charity has heard some horror stories about what goes on at dances. And Kay is really just p- terrifying her with yeah. what she's saying. So
1: this definitely makes charity very reluctant to go to the day, to the dance. She's like, I don't think I'm going to go if it's something like that. Yeah. I'm not that if kind of
0: person. This doesn't yeah, seem like it's my kind of scene. I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to go and to the dance.
1: And I wrote, of course, when Miguel finds out that Charity's not going to the dance, he's not going to want to go to the dance. Right. And guess what? Kay tells Miguel that Charity doesn't want go to go to the dance. And Miguel's like, well, I don't want to go to
0: the dance. Yeah.
1: Like, it, it, of course. And so her plan backfires, of course, because someone up there doesn't, doesn't like me very much. Someone <laughs> because up there you're doesn't a dum-dum, like you Kay, and yeah. all of
0: your plans suck. So dumb. So stupid. But Jessica steps in and saves the day. Yeah. And talks Charity into going. Says Kay is just dramatic. She's over-exaggerating. Look, dances are fun. We'll be there. We'll get get to have a... We'll cut loose a little, but there are going to be adults. There will be chaperoning. Nothing crazy is going to happen at this group hang at the Halloween dance. Yeah.
1: Meanwhile, Kay's having this conversation with Miguel also where she says... Charity doesn't wanna to go to charity doesn't wanna to go to the dance anymore. And Miguel then is like, I don't wanna to go to the dance either. Then Kay's like, Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Listen, maybe we should go to the dance together. And then I can tell her what a great time we had and what a great guy you are and she won't be afraid of you anymore and miguel's dumbass really goes along with it he's like yeah that makes sense that makes sense Kay." <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make any
0: sense Kay also can't keep playing both sides like this no and like, how it, does doesn't, Miguel it doesn't not work find out? it doesn't work she's never gonna get what she wants it never ugh, whatever I'm yeah OK, so they end up all deciding basically, OK, we are going to go to the dance. They do all of this just to come back to where they started, which is we're all going to go to the dance. And they start talking about their costumes and Charity is going to dress up as a dancing girl. The dancing girl is that like a belly dancer. I is have that no clue. That is?
1: I have what no is a clue. dancing never- girl? Well, once we do see the costume, yeah, she's dressed up like I dream of Jeannie.
0: Surely it's not an exotic dancer. a dancing girl like what
1: a go-go dance like even that like what I I think it is more like a belly dancer just based on the costume yeah
0: so I thought that was weird and then uh Reese is like oh I'm gonna be this person and he holds up like a mask over a black mask over his eyes and then pulls out a you know a pretend invisible sword and does the Zorro thing yeah and Kay looks at him and goes zero you're gonna be a zero She's so, She's so mean. She's so mean. She's so
1: mean. She's mean to him about his costume. So And he looks sad. He, of course he does. A, Zorro
0: is fucking hot. Oh, Antonio yeah. Ben Antonio Banderas oh my God. And oh my Zorro God. is a hero of the people. Yeah. And he... It, it, Look, I was obsessed with Zorro when I was yeah. like a kid. I loved it. Okay. So that is a cool fucking costume. Yeah. And Kay just being like zero, a big fat zero. Yeah, it's and just like, okay. Zero.
1: And it's not even funny. It's not It's witty. not even
0: funny. Like what you're saying isn't funny. It's mean. It's also dumb. Like, and you just said it to embarrass him in front of everybody, but you only embarrassed yourself.
1: Yeah, she really did. She backtracks, apologizes because, um, Lu- not Luis, Miguel looks really like concerned and disappointed mm. in Kay, he's like, what was that? And she's like, Oh, I was just joking. And, um, Reese is like, Oh, it's okay. Kay. I know you have a, a fun sense of humor <laughs> and Miguel's like, yeah, good sense of humor. Kay. I didn't, e- I mean, I didn't even know
0: you were joking, but okay. So funny. I didn't even know it was a joke. It was so funny. I forgot to laugh. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so they all go off to figure out about their costumes. Mm-hmm. Right. Should we follow Kay to Tabitha's
0: house? Yes, we must.
1: All right. Kay goes to visit her new friend, Tabitha. (laughs)
0: I'm going to get me a new bracelet and talk out my problems. She goes
1: to visit her new friend, Tabitha. And over at Tabitha's house, before Kay gets there, Tabitha and Timmy are like searching through all Tabitha's shit, looking for a book. Yeah. Like she's like, I need to find this book. And they're in their cutest Halloween outfits.
0: Okay. Tabitha looks like every second grade teacher she's got this like cute like halloween sweater with like it like an adorable cartoonish little spider web and Mm -hmm. a pumpkin and it's it's it it is fabulous yeah she looks fabulous got this like gauzy orange thing her her hair hair looks great she looks great so big and curly oh i
1: love it so before k shows up tabitha's up to some mischief we don't know what it is yet yeah but she says after tonight i won't even need Kay bennett to as an ally to destroy charity so it's seems like Tabitha's up to some shit. And I knew because it's Halloween, I knew it was going to be some shit. Yeah,
0: Tabitha is trying to get her powers back. Yeah, That's obviously what's going on. They don't, they don't, I don't think come right out and say that, but that's what they're doing. So she and Timmy are looking through boxes, trying to get the book. And, and there's a bunch of fun Halloween stuff in the boxes. So Timmy's like wearing a witch hat. It's cute. It's cute. Yeah. Uh, And then Kay shows up.
1: Yep. Kay comes over to get some advice from Tabitha about ensuring Miguel and Tabitha tells Kay yet another story about her boyfriend. And this time she told her a story about her boyfriend thinking that someone else was her. Another girl was her because that same girl who was such a goody goody on the outside, but all plays in on the inside wore this found out what Tabitha was wearing for Halloween and wore the same costume. Was it sleeping beauty?
0: Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Sleeping beauty her rival. Costume. Yeah, her rival showed up in a Sleeping Beauty costume, and he
1: and and her boyfriend couldn't figure out which
0: one was which. Yeah, he thought that the other girl was her, and that was the night that she lost Rasputin forever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I don't know if it was actually Rasputin. Who cares?
1: I like I like I liked the idea that it's Rasputin, <laughs>
0: Rasputin, lover of the, the Russian, Russian queen.
1: queen. Yeah. Um, so she hurriedly gives Kay some advice and ha- gives her a box
0: and pushes her out the door. Yeah, and right? Kay's like, what am I supposed to do with this? And she's like, you know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> she like just shoves a box in her hand and pushes her on out the door. Yeah, so this idea
1: of these costumes and the boy doesn't know who's who gives Kay this idea, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So Kay is Kay, hustled out the yeah. door, and right after the door closes, Timothy finds the spells and Timothy? oh Timothy? Timothy. Oh, my, guess, yes. <laughs> my computer changed Timmy to Timothy. <laughs> I guess so. when you said, Tim- I was like, Timothy, <laughs> I was just reading my but notes. But that's right. Timothy. Timothy. Timmy is short for Timmy. Yeah. So Timmy finds the spells and hexes book. Yep. Uh, so something's going to go down. Yep. Can't wait to find
1: out. Can't wait. Can't wait. So let's follow Kay back to the Bennett at home. Mm-hmm. She looks in the box. She's like, what the fuck is all this bullshit? And then she's like, "Haha, I'm going to give this to Charity and take Charity's
0: costume. Because I want to be the dancing girl. Yeah,
1: so she goes into Charity's room. Um, Jessica has dressed her up in this dancing girl costume. Then Jessica leaves for her shift at the antique store or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... Charity's not so sure about her costume. She's already feeling a little insecure about it because it shows a little skin. Mm -hmm. And then Kay really plays on those insecurities. You know? Kay...
0: Yeah. Yeah, Kay comes in and tells Charity like, oh, wow, you look really good. But yeah, I can see you're showing a lot of skin. And... Charity's like, well, you know, I'm a little worried about talking to people, but hopefully it will go well. And Kay's like, oh, all the boys are going to want to talk to you. The way you look, oh, my goodness. Like, you know teenage boys only want one thing from a girl, and your costume totally looks like you want the same thing. And uh, Charity, of course, is freaking out and is like, what am I going to do? I don't want to go to the dance if everyone is going to make these assumptions about me. And Kay is like, well, if you want, we could trade costumes because like they all know me, they know what I'm about. So if I wear that costume, it's okay. They're not going to make those same assumptions about me. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> I don't, I, I, whatever. So they switch costumes. They switch
1: costumes and the costume oh that Tabitha had in that box that she gave to Kay <laughs> was hilarious it's a swamp thing the creature from the black lagoon it's a swamp thing it's all black it's she, she has flippers. flippers literal yeah, flippers she has she's like, actual flippers
0: charity's <laughs> like it's hard to walk in these flippers
1: and then <laughs> and then Kay's like oh don't forget the most important
0: part and puts a giant mask over her face like a hideous mask over her oh, face it's yeah. terrifying actually i i and then Kay is like getting in the dancing girl thing and has like a mask for her. Yeah. So I have a feeling that this is not just gonna be like a costume party. It's gonna be like a masquerade and there's gonna be identities are gonna be confused and people right. are gonna yeah. Right. Like yeah. that's where this is going.
1: Yeah. That's absolutely where this is going. Yeah. yeah.
0: So should we talk about Tabitha? Since yeah, we let's brought her up. With
1: Tabitha Since okay. we brought her up. So Tabitha and Timmy find the spells in Hex's book.
0: And then
1: they go out into the woods.
0: Her with backyard? Assort,
1: I, I don't know. With an assortment of like cliche witch ingredients. Eye of Newt. Yeah. Chicken lizard. Chicken lizards. Lizards and. Chicken gizzards? Yeah, chicken gizzards is the word I was looking for. <laughs> um, like all kinds of shit like that, right? And Timmy's like, what the fuck is all of this for, right? It turns out that they are actually at the site of Tabitha's witch burning during the witch trials. And Tabitha says, isn't this a place of bad memories for Timmy's princess Tabitha? And she's like, I'm gonna make some new memories here. (laughs) So she's planning something really nefarious. They build a pyre and we see a flashback of her being burned at the stake. And
0: she says that she's going to get her revenge. Uh, Yeah. Tonight she says tonight I'm going to get my revenge on all all of harmony. Harmony. And
1: my question is revenge for what exactly? What is Tabitha's problem? Like what's her gripe? I didn't realize she had like an issue with the people of harmony.
0: Yeah. This is like a whole new layer that I didn't understand existed. Yeah. So what What did the town of harmony do to her? I mean, I guess they tied her up and burned her at the stake you know, 400 years ago.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: Well, 200 years ago,
1: whatever Whatever time it was. Well, I think it was 300 years ago in this show. Remember it's the 300, she's the 300 year old face of evil. Is it three or four? All I remember is that the, the many picture, hundreds, the picture was the 300 year old face of,
0: okay. of evil. Okay. That's the only thing I really remember. So then that's uh, that, I guess that's her grudge. I,
1: it must be her grudge, but it's
0: a completely different group of people.
1: Yeah. I don't know.
0: Uh, and she is a witch
1: yeah well she says she's gonna unleash the children of the night and get her revenge on all of harmony and the harmony's never gonna be the
0: same you want to hear the spell yes please you wrote it i sure did she builds a bonfire puts in the chicken gizzard the eye of newt all this other shit lights it on fire and says demon fires hear my plea come to me Come to me. And then the fucking thing talks back and to her. And I couldn't understand it, so I didn't write R- it down. R- 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 <laughs> I don't know. So the fire speaks. She's going to unleash the children of the night. Some shit's about to happen.
1: Okay. Some shit's about All to right, happen. Tabitha. Okay, so where should we go next? Should we go Teresa or back to
0: school and see what's up with Chad?
1: Yeah, let's Wh- talk While about the Chad. kids
0: are doing their stuff, Chad has his own thing going on.
1: Let's go back to
0: school, back to school. Yeah, so I think this kind of happens before Miguel is doing all the dance stuff with the girls. He uh, Mm -hmm. spots Chad, and I don't know if he told Chad. He called Chad. Okay,
1: so what happened was... Chad shows up at the school and Miguel says, Hey man, thanks for coming. And Chad says, Oh yeah. Why'd you call me? And he says, Oh, well there's a job opening here at the school. And I thought maybe you would be interested. I know you were thinking about sticking around town for a little bit. And he says it's with the athletic department here. And, Chad says he'll think about it, but he's really trying to get back into the music business. And Miguel says, well, try making some money now so that when you finally do go to New York, because that's apparently Chad's plan is to go to New York and try to get into the business, music business in New York. Um, he says, you'll have some cushion. And when you go back, go to New York, you know, have a little bit of security. Mm-hmm. And so then Miguel tells Chad that the job is with TC Simone
0: and Whitney's father, which is a problem because Chad knows that Simone and Whitney's parents have forbidden him from seeing their girls. Yeah. So, so he's like, there's no way I'm going to get this gig.
1: Chad's not exactly thrilled about it, but then they do like Miguel kind of pressures him into just, let's just talk to TC. He's great. hmm. And uh, they go talk to TC about the job and Miguel like talks Chad up to TC. And I wrote like, he's such a sweetheart. He's such a
0: sweet kid. He tells TC, he's like, Chad's a great guy and he's really driven and he can really help out with the music because I know the athletic department puts on all the events and no offense, but the music is a little outdated. Mm -hmm. So that could be like a real asset And you guys should talk. And he's so nice. He's just so, he's, he's, he's very sweet about it. This little himbo. He's
1: such a precious, precious person. Yeah. Miguel leaves TC and Chad actually have a very nice conversation. Honestly, I'm liking this relationship that's growing between these two. Me too. I really like it. Chad needs it. Yeah. Um, he needs some structure. He needs a role model. He needs someone who like, cares about him and what Mm -hmm. happens to him, Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't think he's ever had that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why he is so rough on the outside, his exterior. Mm -hmm. So they start to have a little conversation about what Chad would need to do to be hired. And TC says, well, I know you were talking about leaving, but you really would have to make a commitment to staying in town. And I, you would have to take orders and you don't seem like the kind of guy that takes kindly to taking orders or, has a great relationship with the rules. He's like, you would have to follow the rules. And Chad tells TC, you know, you're right. I've never had a great relationship with like authority figures or rules, but the main, my main thing is I can't stand not getting credit for the work that I do. And like, it seems like anytime I do something, somebody else takes it from me. Mm -hmm. And um, TC says, well, if you do a good job here, you'll get all the credit you deserve. I promise. Yeah. And basically says, you are alone. Because Chad's like, uh, you know, I'm not sure if I want to take the job. And TC's also like, I'm not sure if I want to hire you. <laughs> like, <laughs> you haven't been hired yet. <laughs> Why do you think you have this job in the bag? But TC says, you know, you're alone. You have no one. You, you need something and you need someone. Why don't you just stick around for a little bit and try it out, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, And he says, maybe put your dreams on hold for a little bit. And Chad's like, looks like your dreams have been on
0: hold for a long time. Yeah, it's like, okay, that's a little rough. That's a little rough there. Well, and he apologized. And he did. He realized it came out pretty bad. Uh, And so he apologized for it. And they get real. They talk about their dreams and their plans. And TC is like, you know, my dreams actually changed. And I am married to the best woman in the world. I have a beautiful family. I love what i do and i he's like is this what i saw for myself 20 years ago no but did did my plans change did my dreams change yes and have i reached them absolutely so don't give up on your dreams and don't be afraid to go where they take you basically yeah
1: well and tc also says you know i have a beautiful family a wife that is perfect Mm. (laughs) a wife that i love that's perfect I have nothing to complain about. And Chad says, all due respect, I want a little more out of life than just nothing to complain about. And TC's like, you'd be surprised, you know, yeah. how, how good a life of nothing to complain about could be, you know. Yeah. Um, and TC does say, I'm not telling you to put your to stop your dreams altogether. Just put them on hold for a little bit.
0: You yeah. Know? Well, he tells him, he's like, you know, go for it, Chad. Go for it. Reach for the, reach for the stars, you know, Mm -hmm. but also make some money in the meantime.
1: Yeah. In the meantime, this job (laughs) is yours. Yep. So Chad gets the job. Yeah. Afterwards he goes out into the hallway and runs into who?
0: His mom, Whitney.
1: (laughs) (laughs) His evil stepmother, Whitney. So Chad runs into Whitney and he tells her he's going to be working at the school. And she says, oh, you must have lied on your application. Maybe I should go tell the principal. <sighs> I literally, I wrote roll. She literally has no reason to be mistrustful of him. None whatsoever. None. Nothing.
0: What has Chad done? The only reason she has to be mistrustful of him is that she told her mom that maybe she would like to take a walk on the wild side and live a slightly richer life and experience more. And her mom said, No, you don't. You want to take it safe and 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 carefully. And that's fine. And her mom doesn't like Chad. So yeah. that's why she's decided she doesn't like Chad. Because Whitney has now made the decision that she's gonna be straight edge, basically. Yeah, she's okay. made the choice that she's gonna be a narc.
1: <laughs> and this is what
0: narcs this is what narc moms do. Yeah. They tell the principal.
1: Oh my gosh. So He then tells her, actually, your dad's the one who hired me. Boom. And uh, she's like, what? (laughs) What? And so she has to go talk to her dad, right? Mm -hmm. So Whitney goes to talk to TC. She goes to parent her parent. She says, I'm going to give him a talking to. What's he doing hiring this thug at our high school? This
0: no good, bad news, ragamuffin street kid. Yeah,
1: street rat. Riff raff.
0: I, I don't buy, buy that.
1: that. It's so- only they would look closer. Yeah. Would they see a poor boy? No siree. Oh, I was thinking about no siree. This is an off subject. That's this okay. Is way off subject. But I was thinking about the phrase no siree. And is it like a really a colloquial like s- s- way of saying no sire? Oh, no siree. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those shower thoughts. Maybe, anyway. But- or
0: maybe it's like a Surrey, like a carriage.
1: No, no Surrey. No Surrey no here. No Surrey here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Are you Surrey? Nope. <laughs> so she goes into his office and she said, he says, what's your problem with Chad? And she says, I think he's bad bad news just like mom said that's my problem with him mom doesn't like him and I don't like him
0: and Chad overhears all of this he's standing in the doorway right behind her hot on her heels and she's so focused on TC and her point that she doesn't realize that Chad is in her orbit and here's what she says about him
1: Mm-hmm. and she like half apologizes to him like oh I didn't see you there sorry She's being really awful. But TC
0: calls her on it. He yeah. scolds her. He's yeah. like, you don't, we didn't raise you like that. Yeah. He What's goes, going on?
1: He goes out for a little bit. He's like, I got to talk to Chad, but you stay right here. We're going to have this conversation. Yeah. Cause she's like, we can talk about it later. He's like, no, we're going to talk about it now. Cause I'm the parent, not you, mm. Whitney. And so he goes off to have a conversation with Chad, but then he comes back to finish his talk with Chad with Whitney. And he does, he scolds her. Mm-hmm. What does he say?
0: basically he just tells her off for being rude and being mean. And we raised you better than that. And how would you feel if you were an outsider and you were treating and you were treated the way that you are treating Chad right now? Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You're, you're better than this basically. And, uh, the next note I have is that Whitney lets it slip that something might be going on between Chad and Simone.
1: Yeah. Well, she said what I wrote was cause TC keeps pressing her. Mm-hmm. What it? it has he done something to you? Why are you so adamant about this? Like, if there is a problem, if you really have something wrong, there's something wrong with Chad, you have to tell me. And she says, no, I just I just want to keep him from Simone, like Mommy said. Like I, and he's like, wait a minute. Is there something going on between him and Simone? Because if so, that is a problem, and I do have a problem with that. And Whitney says, no, no, I just... I just want to keep him away from our family. And he finally says, like, so what is your problem? Mm -hmm. He can't, he can't get, he can't figure it out. Just like I can't, what the fuck is your problem? Right. And he says, you're prejudging him just because he doesn't have the same background as you. And this is beneath you. Yeah. And, um, she
0: also, she also basically calls him a thief. Doesn't he say, doesn't TC say something along the lines of like, Most people are not lucky enough to grow up in a town like this in a family like ours with the affluence we have. And we need to be kind to people who come from a different background. Yeah, he definitely does. And she, she, Whitney basically calls Chad a thief.
1: And he's like, you have no proof of that. Why would you, she's like, he could steal things from the school. What if he steals athletic equipment and stuff? it's like, why have they made Whitney so fucking classist
0: and egregious? What? is this? Maybe she picked up some weird shit at the uh, country club because she's been working there. I don't know. I honestly think that this is just a lot of her unhappiness coming up and she's just saying mean things because she is she's not in a good place. I don't think she really actually means what she's saying.
1: Yeah. So he again presses her like is there something you need to tell me and TC um, oh, I'm sorry and when he's like no she she does she, she cuz she has nothing. Yeah. She really doesn't have anything. She has a big nothing burger. The well, biggest thing she has is to say that Simone yeah. likes him. But
0: the big, he's well, not chasing her. And that she saw them together. Yeah. She could say that, but she decides not to. Yeah. That's know? true.
1: But again, he's not chasing after Simone.
0: Simone's chasing after him. Mhm. So that's not even a Chad issue. That's a Simone issue. I'm not sure that Whitney knows that though. I'm not sure that she knows that Simone is the one chasing after Chad. Yeah, I guess so. She does say, I bet you called her up. Right. Yeah, okay. Well, okay. But, but regardless, she doesn't tell T.C. what she does know. Yeah. And uh, so they kind of leave the conversation at that. They really do. They really do. So after Chad's running with Whitney, Chad
1: runs into Simone yeah. in the hallway. And he tells her he's working at the school now. And she's like, that's great. And then Simone... Sweet Simone oh. invites him to the Halloween dance. She asks
0: him to go to the dance. And he's like, well, I don't know.
1: That's not really my scene. And she's like, well, you can DJ. They're always looking for a DJ. It's like, it's the the Halloween dance is tonight. They don't have a DJ.
0: I guess not. You don't not. have that
1: lined up. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like, Luis is in charge of it. Yeah. You don't have that lined up, Luis. So then they go off to the um, youth center mm-hmm. to talk about... Uh, talk to Luis about DJing. Yeah. So.
0: Simone pleads his case and Luis agrees to let Chad DJ the dance. So, yep. yeah. Simone, I mean, talk about gutsy. I had to like ask a boy that I liked to Sadie Hawkins one time and I almost threw up. I was so nervous. <laughs> oh, yeah. I never asked a boy out ever. Ever. I did. No, didn't go well. Well, it's like, I already <laughs> knew they didn't like me. Right.
1: I mean, I <laughs> had why an idea, my, but why, why, why put myself through like Josie grossy, like oh, trauma? Yeah. No, thank you. You want to go over to the youth center and talk about our favorite couple? Not, our, not really my favorite <laughs> couple, Sheridan and Louise.
0: Yeah, let's do this. So, um, in in the morning, Gwen comes to find Sheridan at the youth center because she had that horrible fight with Ethan and is flipping out. So she pulls, she shows up, pulls Sheridan aside, and is like, I need to talk to you. Something insane is going on. I had this huge fight with Ethan. We're on the outs, and it's all about Teresa. And Sheridan's like, Look, Ethan loves you. You've got nothing to worry about. I guarantee whatever problem is going on between you is not even Teresa's fault. I'll bet it's his fault. And she points at Luis. Yeah. She hates <laughs> him so much. Yeah.
1: Also, they're having such a loud conversation about Teresa in front of Luis. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes, they are loud
1: conversation talking about him at the ballet or talking about her at the ballet with Ethan talking about her at the crane mansion. So much. They say Teresa so many times
0: like you're blowing up her spot in front of her brother. Yeah. They're not being cautious about what they're speaking about. Yeah.
1: But of course, Luis doesn't hear it or catch on. He never does.
0: Nope. He never does. So, you know, they recap talking about the Luis's Grudge against the Crane family. We can skip through that and get to where Sheridan calls, I guess, the driver and is like, hey, where is Ethan right now? Finds out that he's at the tennis court, the public tennis court. Well,
1: she said he was at the country club. So this is a thing I put in my notes. She said he was at the country club, which is also um enforced by the fact that Gwen, when she gets there, she sees people she knows. She's talking to these different right. debutantes and women, people she knows. But it is the public courts it's either the public courts or the the uh, country club is very lax in who they let in and out of the country club and on the courts because later on, Miguel's like, I'm going to take a shortcut across the courts. Right. So that's a whole thing. That's, yeah. It's all fucked up. But she says that he's at the country club playing tennis. Yeah,
0: it doesn't really make sense. They say country club, but yeah. So anyway, so so Sheridan tells Gwen he's at the country club. He's on the tennis court. Like, you should go to him. And Gwen's like, cool, I'm going to go patch things up. And she hustles off. Meanwhile, part of the reason Luis doesn't hear this conversation about his his little sister and Ethan is because he's talking to Hank, you know, with an earshot. I don't know how he misses what they're talking about. But he's basically like, look, there's a huge socioeconomic barrier between you and Sheridan. You're my best friend from childhood, Hank. You have no business getting involved with this woman. She's going to chew you up and spit you out. Also worth mentioning, Luisa's sweater is terribly ill-fitting.
1: Yeah, it is. It's bad.
0: It looks like bag it looks like baggy skin. They should
1: have gave him that same turtleneck they turtleneck they gave Sam.
0: Yeah, I don't know what was going on with that sweater, but I he looked I don't know. I'm like flapping my arms like wings because <laughs> yeah. that's what it looked like. It was it terrible. Was really loose. It was not good. I think it's because like there was no like shoulder seam. Mm. It was it was it was odd. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Um he cracks a joke to Hank about like the Cranes having a jack the ripper in the family. And I don't exactly know how this comes up well, or why. Well, Hank
1: it was, Louise is saying basically that he suspects that the Cranes have committed lots of crimes and they are able to cover them up with their money. Mm. And he talks about how his father went to work at Crane Industries and never came back. And while he couldn't prove anything, he's sure they were involved. And then Hank makes the joke saying,
0: you act as if they have a Jack the Ripper in their family. And Luis says, for all I know, they do. Right, because then we get a new piece of information about his father's disappearance, which is that the night before he went missing... Alistair Crane called his dad and he's like and that's weird because if anyone wants to get hold of my dad they would have one of their people do it yeah why is Alistair himself making a personal phone call to my family's house to talk to my dad in the middle of the night and then he goes missing the next day yeah that's very suspect that's very questionable Mm -hmm. so I think this is an important piece of information absolutely to discuss
1: and we haven't met Alistair yet
0: not yet building him up though you know, he's going to be a bad dude. Alistair
1: is the worst of the worst. Okay. And you think Julian is bad. Yeah, I do. Alistair's Alistair, worst. At least Julian, they has some moments of levity. He has some moments where you're like, this guy's just a fucking goofball. Yeah. He He's just a rich asshole who has never really had to work for anything. And he he lives very flippantly. Mhm. Alistair's a bad yeah julian's he's,
0: alice is a bad dude julian's like a playboy who's like 30 years past his prime yeah you know yeah absolutely that's exactly right
1: yeah so any more we want to talk about with this conversation oh so sheridan you want to talk about sheridan yeah go ahead okay so later after they talk about the alistair crane calling martin fitzgerald mm-hmm. um sheridan Hank and Louise are decorating for the dance and Louise tells Sheridan that if she chaperones the dance, he'll count it for her community service. And Mm -hmm. this is important because earlier on, we see Hank like begging Sheridan to go to this dance with him. And she's like, nah, I'm not into it. And then once she's going to get some double hours, she's like, hey, Hank, you still want to go to that dance with me? (laughs) She's like,
0: you can help me chaperone. She doesn't like him. She doesn't seem to like him but she doesn't also tell him that like she does lead him on you know like she kind of sidesteps questions and evades answering when he asks her out and then like she like just tell him you're not interested I don't know I think it's weird yeah like you're like you're grown adults like you're in your late 20s at this point like you know you know how to do this yeah
1: and then again once again um Hank and Louise have a conversation away from Sheridan and Hank I'm sorry. And Louise is talking shit about Sheridan again. Mm -hmm. And um, Hank stands up for her and says, you're way off base about her. And Sheridan comes in and says, thank you, Hank. Yep. And she and Louise then have the exact same argument
0: they have been having since day one so I'm gonna I'm skip it super over I'm it gonna skip it I did skip it Yep. we're gonna move <laughs> on to the part where they start talking about the costumes that they're gonna wear to the Halloween party that night oh, Lord. and Hank's like oh you know my dad was a police officer maybe I'll dress in like his old uniform and be an officer and she's like oh that's a good idea I didn't know your dad was also a police officer it runs in your family because Sam is now the police chief interesting stuff we follow Sheridan to the crane mansion where she has is trying on her costume for the evening and she has put together an all-black outfit with a leather jacket, black leather jacket, and a ski mask because her brilliant idea is to dress up like a mugger. As a
1: mugger. Looking exactly like the one that mugged her.
0: What the fuck? The you kn- one that's
1: out on the you loose. You know that
0: there's a violent criminal out on the loose and your decision is to dress like that person for and Halloween. she thinks it's
1: hilarious. Yeah, she, she thinks, thinks it's She thinks it's funny. so funny.
0: Oh, this is to so well. funny. And
1: then, of course, we cut to Luis getting a phone call from the police station saying there's been a sighting of the mugger and he's armed and dangerous. And, you know, uh, what's his name? Sam knows you're off duty, but he wanted to give you first crack at it. So we're set up for some more hijinks.
0: Also, Luis hangs up the phone and pulls a gun out of his office drawer at the, at youth, the youth center. center. <laughs> Which just, I mean, and I know it's locked. He has a key, but still. Come on, Come man. on, what are you doing?
1: Come on, what man. What are you fucking doing? All right, so let's talk about Teresa, Ethan, and Gwen. My we God.
0: We must. My
1: God. We My must. God. I have three pages of notes on this. I have
0: a page of notes.
1: <laughs> I took some big notes, though.
0: I did not. So, Got that big note energy. I got
1: big note energy.
0: <laughs> so let's start with Ethan. Let's talk about... Ethan telling Ivy about his disastrous night with Gwen. Yeah. Let's yeah.
1: start with Ethan. Yes.
0: In the living room of the Crane Mansion,
1: Ivy asks Ethan about his romantic night with Gwen. How did it go? Did she cry when you proposed?
0: <laughs> and Ethan's like, ah, uh, I didn't get around to proposing. He's like, uh,
1: actually, Gwen's not talking to me right now. And she's like, what the fuck? And he's like, I
0: accidentally called her Teresa. <laughs> imagine having to, to explain to your parent this is why you're fighting with your with your uh, partner because you uh, called them the
1: wrong name accidentally called her teresa oh my God. and ivy goes why in the world would you do that <laughs> and in slithers julian oh. oh he slithers right in saying Do I have to explain the facts of life to you, dear? Ethan's a a
0: red-blooded American male.
1: After all, (laughs) he's a red-blooded male. He smugly laughs. Oh, my God. (laughs) And Ivy says, Ethan, attracted to Teresa, you can't be serious, Julian. But Julian persists, right? Ivy says, you're drunk early today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he says, he fires back with, Well, hopefully Gwen will be a more realistic wife than you were, darling. Yeah. No one can tell a crane man what goes on behind closed doors. If Ethan wants to bed another woman, he has every right. Gwen must accept this.
1: Yeah. Well, Ivy questions Ethan. She's like, what, what in the world would even make you have Teresa on your mind? And before Ethan even says anything, she turns to Julian and goes, it was you, wasn't it? You've corrupted like, my son. How, how dare you corrupt my son? How
0: dare you corrupt my son? Yeah, they both use this phrase to each other. They say my, my son. son. Julian says it to her and she says it to Julian. It's like he he is your son, but he's also the other per- person's son. Well, is he? <laughs> well, well, as far as Julian knows, you and I know... They haven't come out and told us specifically, but it's pretty obvious that's where this is going. Oh, Lord
1: Jesus. So Ivy lays into Julian, but he's not having it. He's not. He says, I hope Gwen makes a better crane wife than you ever made me. Mm -hmm. And then he says, no one can tell a crane man what he can and can't do behind closed doors. And if Ethan wants to bed another woman, he has every right. Gwen must accept this. He has every right. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Julian keeps going, though. He's not fucking done. done. He's not fucking done. He goes on to say, quote, men in power have been allowed their extracurricular dalliances. For
0: centuries. For
1: centuries. And Ivy says, you disgust me, Julian. And she said, Julian says, I'm sure Gwen will understand I'm sure Gwen will understand. Are you kidding
0: me? Yeah.
1: Oh my God.
0: He's so awful. And Ivy says, my son will never be like you. And then she looks at Julian and is like, how many crane bastards are running around because of you? Mm -hmm. How many are out there because of your extracurricular activities out there looking for their daddy? She Mm -hmm. says, Ooh, and
1: Julian then says, not a one because I've been very careful as I'm sure to Ter- Ethan would be with Teresa. Should she get pregnant? and oh. Ethan
0: overhears this
1: oh my god also I for my notes here because she's he says how many she says how many crane bastards are out there looking for their da- daddy and I was like one Ivy should talk yeah <laughs> <laughs> and two oh really Julian yeah because he says he's been very careful nah. oh sure you have nah, I know doubt that some very out there. seriously
0: absolutely yeah
1: so yeah Ethan interrupts the conversation and go what what he's
0: livid he is he is very pissed and he stands up to julian as much as someone without a, a backbone can stand up to julian and tries to tell him to shut the fuck up but really what he says is you sound like the worst kind of snob that's his comeback because girl what Ju- what julian says to him
1: oh my god this was awful julian yeah showed his whole ass and his asshole yeah do you understand so <laughs> Ethan comes in saying, I can't believe you. She's an innocent girl. And Julian says, don't waste your time defending some poor housekeeper's daughter's honor. Mm -hmm. And that really sets Ethan off. Says he sounds like the worst kind of snob.
0: And Julian responds by saying... I am superior to 99.9% of the world. Mm -hmm. That's his answer. Yep. So yes, I am a snob. Yep. And for good reason. I
1: am superior. And Ethan kind of schools him saying we should use our money for good and to help those less fortunate. And Julian laughs. He laughs. Mm -hmm. He laughs. And turns out, and we had speculated about this. Yeah. Ethan has no clue what his father is
0: like. No idea because Julian uh, turns on Ivy and is like, our son, my son knows nothing about being a crane because you sent him away to school and he did not learn how to properly conduct himself in his personal life and business because you kept him away from me. Yeah. People like Teresa exist to serve and please people like the cranes yeah. is what he says. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever our
1: needs may be. Disgusting. Whatever our needs may be. Yeah. He says, you tried to shield um, him from me and my father, but, and I shouldn't have allowed it because it's made... Ethan, he said, and now he's saying this to Ethan. He said, it's made you a stranger to your destiny, <laughs> which made me laugh. A stranger to your destiny. Of what, raping women? Right. Like, and he, what destiny? He then goes on to say, we barely know each other and you have no idea what being a crane entails. To which Ethan replies, I know who I am and I know who I want to be. And Julian says, being a crane makes all the difference in the world. Right? Like, you can do what you want as long as you put on a good face in public.
0: Yeah. he Whatever you want to do behind closed doors is, is A-OK. I, I
1: He said, he goes on to say, it's time that Ethan learns how a crane conducts themselves. Mm-hmm. Woo! Mm-hmm. And Ethan is trying his best to resist Julian, but as you said, he has no backbone. Yeah, no, you know.
0: he he does what he can, but his best is pretty pitiful. It's not a very uh, effective argument that he that he raises.
1: And Julian says, "You know, you'll get used to it, and you must get over caring about other
0: people." Sounds like it's bad advice to me. But what do I awful, know? Awful, <laughs> awful, awful, awful. Yeah. So Ethan finally says, I'm my
1: own man and I'll live my own way and treat my wife the way she needs to be treated. And mm -hmm. he leaves. Yep. And then Ivy again says,
0: how dare you try to corrupt my son? And she immediately starts reminiscing about Sam, thinking about Sam. She's like, God, what kind of life would I have? if I hadn't married Julian
1: yeah she opens up that locket and we finally see the picture of Sam inside I think that was the first time I had seen that picture. I think so yeah. yeah we had speculated that it was Sam inside but we weren't sure but Were we? now we know now we so know.
0: Ethan uh has is rattled by this conversation with his father he's finally seen Julian's true colors and needs uh a break from it all and so he decides to blow off some steam and go hit some tennis balls, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to do it on, on the uh, mansion grounds. Cause he doesn't want to see his family. So he goes to the country club slash public courts. So, and the thing is a thing about this was
1: I was okay with the fact that it was the country club for a little bit, because that's where Whitney practices. And that's why Teresa is there. Yep. Teresa was there um, hanging out with Whitney earlier in the morning. Whitney was like, Upset about something we didn't. Who cares? <laughs> she's she's upset, like something. upset about Chad. Whitney's upset.
0: Whatever. I th- Whitney doesn't really like playing tennis as much as her dad yeah. wants her to, and yeah. she's lost out on a lot of her life, and she's feeling bad about it.
1: Yeah. So t- Teresa is at this court. And she has had a conversation with Whitney saying, I'm going to try to work more hours at the crane mansion just so I can see Ethan. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause she has this delusion again, that she and Ethan are destined to be together. Even though she heard him say, I want nothing to do with her basically, yeah. you know, anyway. So Ethan shows up just as Teresa's like writing in her journal, like how she can manage to get more time with Ethan. And he tells her flat out. Oh, and it was so um, It was so abrupt. Yeah, it was so abrupt and it was very, uh, it, it, there was no sensitivity to it yeah. whatsoever. He tells her that he doesn't want her to come back to the mansion anymore, that she is fired. And he gives her
0: no explanation he says, whatsoever.
1: And he he didn't know he would see Teresa.
0: Yeah, he didn't know. Like this just, this just came burbling out of him. But he says, it's over. I don't want you to come back. You no longer work for my mother. Go find another job.
1: And I felt so, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote in my notes. I was like, my poor baby. (laughs) I felt so bad for her. That's fucked up. That's so fucked up. And then he kind of apologizes to her. He says, you know, I'm sorry. I could have broken that news to you a little bit more gently. you You think? But Teresa begs for an explanation. She begs him for an explanation. She's like,
0: Why? And then she demands an explanation because he won't give her one because he has none. Because the real reason is my dad's a lech. I don't want you around the place because Mm -hmm. he's creeping on you and it's bothering my girlfriend, which are not good enough, which are not fireable offenses. And so he can't explain that. He keeps telling her she didn't
1: do anything wrong. And she's like, well, if I didn't do anything wrong, then why are you firing me? Right. And Ethan says it's for her own good. He says he doesn't want her back at the house. And she begins to cry, right? Mm-hmm. And she says, everything was all right yesterday. It was all right for me to be at your house yesterday and the day before that and the week before that and the month before that. So what has changed? She is deeply hurt. Yeah, I mean, deeply. And then Ethan's like, oh, I got to take this. He gets a phone call and he walks away from her. He's like, this is business. In the middle of the conversation. you kidding. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, you could he's awful because he's because because he's just as bad he's not as bad as julian obviously but he is the product of that house Mm -hmm. and that family he's so entitled he thinks the world revolves around him and his shit is more important than teresa's shit yeah even though he's even though he's firing her and taking
0: money away from a poor family for no reason as far as she's concerned just as he told gwen that she was an idiot Mm -hmm. for being concerned Mm -hmm. you know like he he can't see beyond his own experience right so
1: while he's on that call Whitney comes back and says you know I was so wrong about you and Ethan look at you you're closer than ever and then she sees that (laughs) Teresa's crying and so she comforts Teresa of course and Whitney tries to get to the bottom of why Ethan fired her but she also is like I can't come up with anything you know Mm -hmm. And Teresa tells Whitney, I'm not giving up on my job because it has brought me closer to the life I dream of. Hmm. So Ethan comes on back.
0: And what happens? Ethan comes back and and he's collected himself a little bit and says, look, there are things that I don't like about my family. And I'm doing this to protect you because I do care about you. Uh, and Teresa appeals to him as like, well, if you do care, then you won't fire me. I'm a big girl. I can take care of myself. I need this job and I want to work in your house and work for your mother. And he says, you know what? This is his brilliant idea Before this. Oh, she goes, this is about
1: Gwen, isn't it? Oh yeah. You don't have that? Nope. She goes, it's about Gwen. You explained to her. You explained it to her, right? That what happened between us was just a complete accident. That I fell and I broke my shoe. And he's like, "Gwen isn't the reason." And he says, "There's things about my family that's..." And then he says, mm. that "There's things about my family that I don't." And I just don't want you to see. And uh, yeah, so she wants got- to. She wants to. She she says so she's a big girl. Blah blah blah. Right. And Ethan says, oh, this was important. She says, I'm a big girl. You don't have to worry about me. And Ethan says, but I do. I do worry about you. And I do care about you, Teresa. And then I wrote, this man doesn't know what he's
0: saying. Yeah, He doesn't know what he's saying to this crazy girl. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's also important because we have two, these two uh, women in opposition of each other talking to Ethan about the other person. Mm-hmm. So like, he, he, although he has no worries because he's a brick, you know, the, these two women and now Julian and now Ivy are constantly bringing up Teresa and Gwen, Teresa and Gwen, Teresa and Gwen. And so it's just like constantly present for him. Yeah. So he, he does not know what he is saying or to, mm-hmm. who, he say, or who he or who he is saying it to. Yeah. But there's a lot behind it.
1: He goes on to say, if I didn't care about you, I would have fired you over the phone. But you matter to me. You matter to me and my mother. We love having you around. You're special, Teresa. He says all of that to her. She is special. She is a special kind of something. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he says, you know, I'll find you another job.
0: Yeah. He's like, if you want to work in a house like mine, like there are other families, I will find you another job and it will be, that'll solve the problem. she goes, no, it won't. I, because she needs to work in his house. She flips out. She says, no, no, I need to work in your house. She comes undone. She says like, I don't want to work for another family. I don't want to work in
1: another home all of my dreams are in your house. Yeah,
0: she literally <laughs> says that. And and she says, I won't let anyone or anything stand in the way of my dreams. Yep. <laughs> and then that worked. It works.
1: <laughs> he says, Hey, uh, she he's first he goes, like, I don't understand. What do you mean all your dreams are in my house? And she's like, Well, until I started working at your house, I dreamed about having a life like yours. And working for Ivy has made me feel like I can have that kind of life. And I've learned so much already, and I still have so much more to learn. And one day in the future, what I have learned and what I will learn at your house will help me tremendously to get to where I want to be. This works. Yeah. It works. Yeah. He He goes for it. He's like, these are all excellent points. He says, (laughs) I never knew how strongly you felt, Teresa. Teresa. Or how passionate you were about things that matter. What? About th- how passionate you were about things that yeah, matter. Yeah, because... Like he, eating?
0: Like him. Like being able to buy food? Like him. Because he's like, oh yeah, my family is the thing that matters. Being in my house is the thing that matters. Like, wow. It's all... You- yeah,
1: yeah, it's all, it's, all, it's all about
0: him. It's all about him. Yeah. So Teresa's overjoyed. She throws her arms around him. She's so pleased that she gets to keep her job. She really fought for what she wants. And Gwen arrives at the courts at exactly that time.
1: Yeah. She, yeah.
0: And Gwen, unfortunately, seems to have picked up some of this, I'm going to go ahead and call it what it is, abuse that is being slung at her from Julian and Ethan mm-hmm. and says to herself, I've got to find him and apologize for being such a jealous ninny. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Yep. I've got to find him and apologize for being such a, 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 a jealous ninny. Yep. She now has she's internalized. Exactly. Her abuse. She's yes. calling herself these names now. Yeah.
1: So Teresa has, is overjoyed and throws her hand or throws her arms around Ethan. Right. And over her shoulder, He sees Gwen and he goes, (laughs) Gwen, oh my God. He turns her and hurriedly tries to hide Teresa before Gwen can see her. And then Gwen comes in. And Teresa overhears Gwen apologize to Ethan. She says she knows there could never be anything between him and Teresa. And they appear to make up, but we know that this will be short-lived. This is not going to last.
0: No, no, and then the apology was odd. A, that she uh, that she offered an apology when she had done nothing wrong, I thought was strange, and he did not apologize. And also, how dare Gwen not bring up how bad Ethan's hair is? It's like standing on end. It looks so bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but like she showed up and didn't bring it up? I'm going to. It looked like he held his head, head upside down and brushed it that way for 45 minutes. <laughs> it was insane.
1: Yeah, yeah, it wasn't great. No. So they're making up or whatever, and Miguel and Reese come in. Reese Turkey. Reese Turkey, Harmony's Turkey. And Miguel says to Reese, you know, I'm going to take a shortcut across the courts. I'll see you later. I'm going to take a shortcut home. And he sees Teresa and he goes, Teresa, really loudly. And then Gwen kind of looks, she's like, Teresa, is Teresa here? Is Teresa here? (laughs) And then she walks over to Miguel and she's like, I'm sorry. Were you looking for Teresa? Is she here? And Miguel says, sees Teresa kind of shaking his head, her head, like, don't. No, no, I'm not here. Don't out me. And he's like, no, I was just looking for her. Can't find her. And so Gwen is happy and Ethan has successfully deceived her.
0: Which makes him happy. He yep. loves to, de- to successfully deceive the love of his life, supposedly. Yep. So yep. they uh, leave. Yep. guess they're finally going to go make love. And
1: then Miguel gives Teresa a sweet pep talk. He's like, I need you to give up on Ethan. And if you don't, I'm going to tell Louise. And then Teresa's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, no, you're not. (laughs) And he's he's like, no, I'm not. Yeah. She's
0: (laughs) like, no, I'm not. And also, no, you're not. He's like, yeah, you're right. And basically she's like, I couldn't
1: give up on him. Would you give up on... Look at Charity. She doesn't even know you right now. And she doesn't even want to be around you. But you're not giving up on her. And you know why? It's because you love her. Just like I love
0: Ethan. And there's no logic in love, she says. I said, Teresa can manipulate any situation into her favor. She's like she and Ivy are one and the same. I'm I'm they steamroll. They yeah. steamroll whoever they want and get whatever they want from those people. And I don't necessarily love it, but it works really well for yeah. for this for this show, you know.
1: Yeah. So then she Teresa Miguel and Whitney all talk about going to the dance at first Teresa's like I'm not doing that kid stuff anymore then they convince her and she's like this is the last year
0: I'm gonna do this kid stuff next year I'll be off in the south of France with Ethan I'll be on, on Ethan's yacht celebrating a, a romantic and adult Halloween okay girl all right so that's it we did it we did it we did it it's so long. thank you for it is
1: long thank you for. Stick it hanging in there for this extra special two hour episode. Oh my God. It's two hours long. Yeah. But we did five episodes. Which is pretty good. In one. So it's like you could listen to half one day and half the next day if you want.
0: Yeah. Or all in one go. Or the whole thing every single day of the week. Yeah. You can do whatever you want because you're an adult. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Or or you're a child. I don't know. (laughs) Please don't be a child. Stop listening. Yeah. We swear a lot. (laughs) (laughs) We've said some things. You know what? I'm sure the kids hear this anyway.
1: Any kids would not be interested in this. Probably not. This show from 2000. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, let's finish this up. All right. What do we need to say? You know, you can always catch us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at Passions Podcast. You can send us an email, um, passionspodcast at gmail.com, or you can also check out our website, and support us over there also check out the merch check out the store i'm actually working on some new designs so there's gonna be some new stuff coming up there soon so be sure to keep checking that
0: out And and make sure to rate review and subscribe if you haven't already and with that you are my passion for life